I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. All out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Alright, it'll be three, two, one, clap, so three, two, one... Should I call it hot tension? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you do what you need to do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> ha haute. How do you say that? Ha u ha <laughs> What's that second word? Ten scion. It's <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. It's uh. Hey ut ten scion. <laughs> that's like a Takashi Miike film or some shit. Yeah, I was saying that's an anime, anime version. <laughs> we should just call it that the whole show, not make reference to it. Pretend that we think we're saying the right thing. Yeah. And just see who comments on your page. Yeah. Well, at least have oh, one shit. person call us out. <laughs> the fuck did you have a stroke every time you said the name of the movie or what? <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, I'm ready. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is your host, Paul, and with me, as always, is Marco. How's it going? What's up? I'm. It's going, man. I'm here. I'm ready to do this. I'm excited for today. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so this is actually going to be our 13th review episode. Yes. And this is coming out in the month of June, which you may or may not know is, um, is uh, Pride Month, LGBT. QT month, mm-hmm. and uh, so we wanted to kind of do something along with a bunch of the other podcasts from Legion to sort of just, I guess, acknowledge that and kind of recognize some of the themes in some of our modern and maybe a not quite so modern horror movie that we have tonight. Right. Uh, but before we get into talking about the movies, we brought along a guest who I know I've heard talk about this movie, one of these movies, a few times, and actually heard him on this show before and his show is also on legion podcast network along with the horrorphilia network and that is christian luciani hey thanks for having me guys i'm i'm super excited about tonight too i know yeah i was uh 
I had said that I watched both of these movies two times this week just to kind of sink them in. I'm, I'm trying to go in for more watching and less note-taking. I'm just kind of trying to remember a lot more <laughs> as opposed to sure. looking at the paper half of the movie. Uh, and just watching key. these movies, I was just like, oh my God, I can't wait to talk about this stuff. <laughs> I hear, I, and I yeah. had no clue it was your 13th episode, so I'm even, even more psyched now. This is great. I know, right? Cool. <laughs> Right. And so uh, well, every, everybody should remember Christian from his uh, friends to the end episode with Paul. He invented the who will survive drinking game. So every time I say the word right, you take a shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll never answer. forget that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's plastered by the, the, exactly, by the intro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> I was wondering why our like our download numbers went down a little bit. It's because <laughs> everyone was dying that listened to the last couple episodes. <laughs> we have no listeners left everyone died oh man uh well yeah and, and so christian um you have two other podcasts one is a little more frequent than the other one and you mentioned about the episode number 13 so anyone who had listened to the episode with you knows you have the uh, tgif 13 podcast thank god it's friday mm -hmm. the 13th and yeah, exploding heads uh, so if they don't know about those two shows, then I'll just recommend that they go back and listen to us talk about that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't, we don't have to go too in-depth about what your shows are now. But I know you guys had reviewed High Tension on your podcast a while back, and I, I meant to go back and listen to it again. I just hadn't gotten a chance to mm -hmm. this week. And yeah. you and I had talked a little bit about Raw on the side, and then Marco and I had talked about Raw on the side. And so, oh yeah, the two mm -hmm. movies are High Tension and Raw. I don't think I officially announced that. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you downloaded it, you would probably know that anyway. So. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's in the description. Uh, but yeah, so I know you guys had, had kind of broken that one down a little bit before, and I had heard you talk about that and just kind of your your love of uh, French movies in general. Well, French horror movies, yeah. at least. I don't know about other French movies. Great, great. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I'm not against them, but yeah, we that was specifically French Extreme. It was episode 20 or 25 of Exploding Heads, and yeah, we tackled uh, and high tension uh, amongst others, and we talked about Raw last year as well, and yeah, I, you know, I think... When you told me what you were going to do uh, for the month of June and you asked if I wanted to be involved, I was like, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the thing is, um, I figured what's better than two middle-aged straight white guys to talk about Pride Month than <laughs> having uh, a third middle-aged straight white guy <laughs> to talk Why about Why not? <laughs> but uh, we had talked I a little bit. I swear I thought Marco was gay. <laughs> <laughs> Most I do. Mean, <laughs> I mean, we've never really completely gotten an answer, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. He doesn't have to decide. He doesn't have to decide. That's okay. Yeah. When, it, when <laughs> you're right. ready, Marco, when you're ready, <laughs> that's it. it's yeah. all that Thank matters. you, guys. We'll, we'll ease into it. <laughs> uh, Vin but I, Vince is probably angry you didn't ask him to be on this show. <laughs> I know. You know, I, I, I had considered, too, it. Uh, I had never really talked to him very much, and I know... He's usually got a lot of uh, busy schedule stuff going on, just from what it sounds like with your TGIF 13 show. But So, yeah, obviously you do a podcast with a, a guy who is gay that you know in real life, and you kind of you guys grew up in college and stuff together, right? Yeah, he was uh, my – well, we studied uh, film at university together, and he was my roommate third year. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, uh, we lost touch a little bit after university, and then reconnected and then started doing the podcast back in 2013. Right. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. The rest is history. No, it's, uh, and you guys have been doing that for a long time now. 
It's a few years, right? You've had that. I mean, it's, I can't believe it. It's, it's almost five years right. since we started wow. that show. I mean, we are due to do another episode, and the busy schedule is me. But like, mm-hmm. like you said, we won't get into it now. Because you sure. know me, I'll talk about myself for hours. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we'll save That's that cool. for uh, Friends Till the End Part 2 with you. There you go. Uh, <laughs> where, where are they now episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Where are they now? I like that idea. That's good. <laughs> That's a Divorced. <laughs> Mom's basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still podcasting like an asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still doing it? Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I think, you know, obviously we... We wanted to kind of spend a little time just to talk about what that means mm. to us because, you know, I know mm. myself and Marco are both pretty open-minded people. Obviously, you're a very open-minded mm. person about this, and we have friends and acquaintances and maybe even family members that, you know, are whatever, gay or queer or trans. And mm-hmm. and it's, you know, kind of a important thing right now that really has uh, just, you know, bled its way into all kinds of culture, including horror movies. And sure. We, you know, have this kind of interesting perspective with these two movies where one is from 2003 and then one is from 2017, where the cultures are a little bit different, but uh, they also both are in France, so I'm not sure exactly all of the cultural differences of France. I've never spent any time there myself, so... Yeah, th- nothing seems out of place. Like, we, you know, yeah, yeah. viewing, uh, viewing uh, foreign films, we don't go and go, wow, you know, they have it so well you know, or, or they're better off than we are. It's almost the same kind of struggle. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, these these two movies obviously have the the uh, the theme of you know uh, one movie there is an openly uh, a gay person that's out and enjoying life, and then and the other movie it's it's a closeted. You know, she's not out. You know, right. and uh, and there's a little bit of the struggle, and the, you know, it's like again the t- the two different types that are uh, that Americans struggle and and you know overseas everything. You know, so it's. I don't see too much of a difference of that, like, you know, where we can't relate or they couldn't relate. No, no. And I just found out from talking to my friend The Witch on The Last Friends Till the End that in Australia it's not all, like, Mad Max territory. (laughs) And uh, That was very depressing to hear, man. Guys guys in all khakis uh, catching (laughs) rattlesnakes in bushes. I thought there was no gas. I thought people were fighting for gas. (laughs) I know. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Where's the... Hey, hey, you get off of the plate. Where's the Thunderdome? I just yes. want to know where that is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if that's not a site, I'm never going. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. I. 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 Um. I was uh, saddened to hear that. Yeah. All of Australia is not all Mad Max zone. So. <laughs> sure. Damn but it. no. I mean, I, I obviously in in these other countries, there's some cultural differences here and there. But sure. really, what it boils yeah, down yeah. to is just people are people. So. Yeah. And assholes are assholes, and so <laughs> there you go. I, I think every country has them. Yeah, they just speak different languages. There you go. Uh, but I, I think you know, obviously, none of us have much to speak on of the experience, other than I mean, right. may, maybe you know, one of the two of you might have been around somebody that was being Sucking treated poorly <laughs> because of it, or, or struggling with it, or I. I think sure. I had talked about uh, my experience on. The friends till the end I did with Vanessa McHenry. I just keep referencing my own show as a like, fucking asshole. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, <laughs> Shameless plugs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I don't. I don't know anybody in real life, and it's not by you know, by choice or anything. It's just right, I'm right. not around people that do that, and I don't really interact with a lot of people much in my own real life. And 
The, <laughs> the place I worked for, just people in general. <laughs> I don't interact with a lot of different people. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than parents of kids that play soccer once in a while, but... I try not to talk to them too much either because they're annoying. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to talk to them anyway. <laughs> right. It's a whole different level of annoying. But You're I, right. Sure. I know you guys said that you, you know, you know other people and maybe grew up with them or have, you know, people in your family that have experienced these, uh, these struggles yeah. or problems or whatever when they come up for them. So. Yeah, I've I've seen the gambit, man. I've seen it uh, all, like I said, openly to closeted to struggling to find an identity you know gender identity and stuff and mm-hmm. um i've i've had friends that have uh you know were closeted and they, and i was with them when not with them when they came out but in their life in mingling in their life and stuff and saw the struggles and, and just kind of like you know i'll never i can't relate to it of course mm-hmm. you know and and you kind of take it for granted a little bit how much you know how much freedom they have after the fact you know when sure, once sure. you start separating your life, like these are the people who hate and these are people who love and, you know, uh, and see what a difference it makes, you know. So, yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen it. Um, I, I, like I said, family members, friends, you know, they're it's it's all over. I mean, it's 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 just uh, I, I do. I'm a friendly person. So I, I'm I, you know, I talk to everybody. You know what I mean? So. Um, right, but I do right. I stay I do stay away from soccer moms and uh, soccer families. Uh, <laughs> sports. We do have that in common. Sure, well, sure. And so. as you mentioned, I, I mean, I've, I've done the podcast with Vince. And I grew up with uh, another guy that was actually the one of the guys who's older than I was. So I went to see Friday the 13th, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. My first Friday mm-hmm. the 13th in the theater, we went together because he was old enough to buy the tickets and whatever. And <laughs> That's awesome. he, he was closeted for the longest time, or at least he didn't want to tell anybody because I guess he lost right. friends. This is really the only yeah. experience I have is like people were afraid to tell their friends and in some cases yeah. family i think both of them were lucky that their families were very accepting but mm-hmm. uh this this guy in particular his name was andrew he uh he lost a lot of friends he told me way back when so he yeah. struggled for the longest time to tell me i kind of knew so i kind of i i didn't think it was my place to ask but at some point i go andrew right. listen i i think i know what you're getting at i don't <laughs> care Right, I really right. don't care. I, I, right. And it, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I can only speak on me. I just never had an issue with it. Never bothered me. I don't understand people that are sickened by it or, right. just, or get enraged. Yeah. It, it, sure. it just, I don't get that type of reaction. I Who cares? Oh, exactly. At the end yeah. of the day, I've always had this, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't affect me. So why should I, like, and I'm not saying why should I care? Maybe I'm wording that incorrectly. But it, it's not my place to judge or, or make any, like, I've never had remotely any care in the world because it, it's not me mm-hmm. and so if, right. if it's not me who am i to judge is the mm-hmm. way i look at it oh yeah, I, I agree. absolutely yeah. no there is the like i said it's the purge you know when i call it the order 66 that star wars talk yeah everybody um <laughs> <Wedged> <laughs> you do the yeah exactly you do the purge you know you say it and the people who get mad you look those you, they don't deserve to be in your life no matter what it and it's not necessarily a um you know uh, a pride talk it's on any level really you know, mm-hmm. it's it's on any level. You do you come out and do something, or again, you come out um, as gay or anything, and it, and it, they get mad at you. It's like, well, you know what? I'm glad that you got mad because now I know that you can go over there and never be involved in my life again. And yeah, it, it is painful. You know, and I've, like I said, I've seen it. I have friends that went through it, and you know, it's it's devastating. But again, mm-hmm. in the long run, it's like, well, I'm glad I did it because you know, there's just toxic people in life and. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to understand, especially in these times, right? Like, like I thought, honestly, I thought uh, 
four or five years ago, I thought this, you know, America was getting it going into a different direction where, you know, things were starting to be acceptable more like, you know, uh, uh, on any level, you know, it's like, you know, sure. we're, 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 the equality was getting to a level. It's like, okay, we're starting to breed out those, that, those generations that, that grew up with, you know, segregation and, and hate and all that stuff. And no, it just came back with a, with a vengeance now. And now it's like, Mm-hmm. It's a it's a problem again, and I'm like, where are we? When are we gonna grow as a civilization? Right. You know what I mean? When is this gonna be where you could just live and let live? You know, the golden rule, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Do unto others, man. That that's just the the key of life. And again, I still I still say it sometimes. It's just got to be bred out of society, that kind of thinking. You know, and um, maybe our grandkids or our kids might see that level. Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But again, with the with the swift vengeance, the that came back, especially in America, it's just, you know, reared its ugly head again. And, you know, it's like, it's scary. It's like, well, I guess we'll never get to that point. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you do see an improvement in a lot of people societally. And I know even mm-hmm. for myself and I'm sure for you guys to some extent, um, I know you guys are a little bit older than me, but we're all basically in that same demographic yeah. where when we grew up, you would say, you know, that something was gay and you didn't mean like right. it was, you know, two people of the same sex that were Correct. in love with each other. You meant like that's, <laughs> right. that's stupid yeah. or that's weird or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Or something, yes. you know, or, you know, you would call someone a fag, but it's like mm. you didn't mean it that way. You just meant like you're an asshole or you're weird right. or I don't like you. Or And I myself had to like learn to stop using those words that way because sure. not only is it make other people feel uncomfortable if you say them but it's also just not even you're not even like saying the right thing like it's it's wrong right. to say it but it's also f- like grammatically not even correct of what you're right. trying to say you exactly. know what I mean? so, exactly oh. it's like if that word means asshole then just call him an asshole right like if, if if you're trying to use one word to mean something else and it use the uh, you know yeah it, yeah it is it's it's a you know growing then, up like that of course it's it's all over yeah. then you only hurt oh. other assholes feelings if you call someone an asshole <laughs> And well, he called me out on Here it once, too. And, and he said, it, he goes, unless it's dick sucking or something else uh, between two men or, or two women going at it, then it's not gay. I'm like, yep, you, right. you got me. You're correct. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and uh, I checked myself. And, I mean, have I, do I fall into the trap every now and then? Probably. Do I slap sure. myself for it afterwards? Yeah, I mean, sure. I get, I, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I don't mind being called out on it. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't mean anything hurtful from it yet right. you've got i've right. got to realize right. that it can hurt and see the problem with it is i'm wacka 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 with jokes mm-hmm. and <laughs> a lot of times right. i think anything's funny oh but yeah, yeah. you gotta yeah, realize yeah, that not everybody too. does yeah. and if it's you know if they've gone through a bad experience they're probably going to be a lot more sensitive to the fact mm-hmm. and then yes. we have to be you know i guess just w- w- aware of our words and mm-hmm. and and how people might react to them. Yeah, and I'm well, talking about oversensitive. Sure. I'm just talking about the reality of, uh, you know, yeah, be, yeah. being well, aware. And that's that's right, right. It, that's where I think the growing growth as has a happened. human. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's actually it's growing as a human being. Just like mm-hmm. um, you know, when people all they do is they you know like every other word is the f word. And, and I know this is two separate things, but I, I kind of look at those people in every other word really. And I go, man, you guys just don't have a grasp on that English language, do you? You just have to keep pushing it and pushing it. And it's like, and eventually they grow out of it. And then they become, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, 30, 40, you know, 
50 years old or whatever and it's and then you see a difference and it is a growth you know and uh, again like, that's why i said you go you just treat your kids right treat them right from wrong treat them the golden rule sure and eventually maybe we'll start breeding out this uh you know the the notions where you know the, honestly you don't have to have one month of of pride it could be all the time you know what i mean it doesn't have to yes like you don't have to separate months for now you know like black history month on february you don't have to do pride. it's it's we have, we have to have a melting pot a real true melting pot of a society like america was supposed to be mm-hmm. and or the the influence of it and um it, it just has to one day grow we have to grow like i, I just feel like we take so many steps backwards that you know, there was a comment on a Facebook post that I saw, and it was kind of like a really, it was disgusting. But again, from negative comes positive. And um, one guy stated saying, hey, Target has a pride section. I'll never shop there ever because of this, right? And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes into, you know, his his uh, his Christian background and all his Christian friendship boycott Target. But every comment, uh, the 200 comments right underneath that was all combating that saying i'm going to shop at target now because of it <laughs> and i have nothing to do with like like i'm not gay or anything i but i'm gonna do it because you know what that's just the wrong attitude for that guy to have you know and and so with with that negative comment comes the comes the other side comes the positive movement comes the you know the other punch and like i said yes, hopefully yeah. eventually we can have it where we don't need months it's it's just around and acceptable and live and let live and and the attitude it needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's kind of a good lesson out of all of this is like, well, what can three middle-aged white straight guys, one sure. from Canada and two from the U.S. do about any of yeah. this? It's like you you can you know you can speak with your dollars. You can choose to not represent mm-hmm. things or represent things that are worthwhile and just mm-hmm. you know continuing to grow and 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 kind of spreading that feeling because eventually maybe it takes longer because there are you know these hateful people that have the louder voices but yeah you yeah, do yeah. you do just as much good by just trying to be a good example and, and yep. raise teach your kids the, man yeah That's raise the your key. kids to be good and and the people you interact mm-hmm. with and just try to be a good person about it yep and really if, if you are someone that has these like an issue with something whether it's a, a transgender thing or uh or a gay thing or you know whatever mm-hmm. other thing whether even a racist thing like that's not what mm-hmm. we're here about today but even something like that like just try to right. talk to those people and experience their life if it doesn't if it doesn't like sink into you then try and see what they actually are about and you go oh yeah man you know a gay person isn't a, a crazy monster or like a, a you know a black person isn't this or a transgender person isn't this or like you know what i mean it's just try and learn about the people and then make your own opinion it's kind of like we talked about before the show with you know boycotting a movie that you hadn't seen because you're mad about something else it's like you don't boycott people just because you have this preconceived (laughs) notion about them at least give them a chance and then if you go well i don't know everyone i met was an asshole so i'm still gonna hate them well at least you have a fucking reason there you go well (laughs) well, there you go you went outside and you know you you put your ignorance aside and you went and spoke to somebody or or experienced a certain event or or anything anything again it applies to everything in life right you have to go out there and you have to experience and and then you know at least you can say yeah you know like here nope i i i went out i didn't like it i'm back in my house you know so Mm -hmm. and most likely they have people in their lives and they may not even be aware of it, meaning that uh, the people yeah. in their lives are aware of it, but the, the, these haters are, are not, and they're getting along with them just fine. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. 
that's the yeah. reality of the situation. So I, I, you just have to realize that what there's no difference then. Sure. So why make it an issue? Sure. And at the mm -hmm. very end of the day, I can admit the only reason I haven't tried anything is I'm, I just don't want to see a man with a bigger penis than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's... And that's and it a would valid take, point, and it my wouldn't friend. take much. <laughs> that is a reasonable fear. Yeah, yeah. I, it's exactly. I think uh, like there is I'll a second that. Yeah, seventy-five percent chance this is going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you know me. <laughs> this is not going to go the way you think. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's great. I'll be shamed Very within true. the first two minutes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Uh, oh man. I think that's all. It's all very good, just kind of ideas and, and kind of, sure. I guess, our perspective on where we feel about a lot of this. And so the the two movies, like I said, are Raw and High Tension. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to talk about Raw uh, first out of those two, which some people might be going like, oh, well, is that really? And we'll kind of get into it where it's not uh, a straight up about gay politics or anything, but it, right. I think the theme of Raw is a lot more about kind of just gender politics. And you had mentioned this theme of the, the you know, just see people for what they are. And right. it's not like, you know, this, this person is different because of that, or this person is different because of this. And there's kind of that theme heavily throughout this movie where, you know, there's, there's a big problem with if someone is a man or a woman, or sometimes there isn't a problem with it, or there's, you know, some other themes with that. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot of gender politics. There's a little other kind of couple side stories in here and it goes into some weird territory plus we also promised everyone yeah. that we would come back and talk about this movie again <laughs> yes we did yes absolutely and with that we will take our first break here and then we'll come back and we will jump into a full-on discussion about the movie raw
Okay, we are back, and we are going to discuss our first movie, which is Raw, made in 2016, officially released most places in 2017, probably not released somewhere yet, because that shit's fucking stupid, and nobody gets <laughs> movies at the <laughs> same time, and I know, Christian, you said that it's it's even like available differently in Canada than here in the U.S. It's just straight up on Netflix, full right. subtitles and everything. And, yeah, it's uh, not on our Netflix. It's on uh, uh, our movie network. So we have HBO Canada and then okay. also the movie network, and it's on uh, there. So Yeah, it's, I know in the UK it's not on Netflix either, so I don't know what the fuck's up with that. But Yeah. Anyways, uh, so this movie is a little bit of a callback. We had talked about this one on our episode 7 when we did a top 5 of 2017. Yes. And Marco and I had just saw that, and we were kind of blown away by it and we're like hey we only plan to talk about this movie for like 15 20 minutes so we're going to come back and talk about this some more so we're back to talk about it some more yep the synopsis on imdb reads when a young vegetarian goes or i'm sorry when a young vegetarian undergoes a carnivorous hazing ritual at vet school an unbidden taste for meat begins to grow in her i don't know that word unbidden Hmm. forbidden but I guess unbidden. unbidden. Yeah. <laughs> I have to look. Well, that would be my word of the with day. The synopsis. I don't know yeah. what that word means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> unbidden. Yeah. So, uh, well, the synopsis kind of gives away what the movie is about, but it's really no mystery. Correct. And we always spoil stuff anyway. So. It's, sure. Sure. You know, basically, this girl is a vegetarian, and she gets a taste of some meat, and then that goes bing bang boom and she somehow <laughs> ends up eating people <laughs> bing, well, bang, not, boom That's, that might be better <laughs> That's, bing bang boom she's a cannibal roll yeah. credits not straight up eating people but there's definitely some some flesh tasting going on yeah uh well, look, so, i am your dictionary here unbidden is without having been commanded or invited hmm. all right i guess that makes sense right yeah I so mean, she a yeah. thought or a feeling arising without conscious effort yeah, I guess that does make sense. And Can so, you rephrase that in a sentence, please? I'm kidding. <laughs> Unbidden tears came to his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So we were going to kind of discuss this in two parts here where we're going to talk about kind of the progression of mm-hmm. our main character, Justine, and her sister, Alex, and just kind of how their relationship progresses and the uh, becoming a carnivore and then how that evolves into cannibalism but then um, also we want to kind of talk about the the gender identity roles in this movie and the the sexual identity roles and there's kind Mm -hmm. of some weird ritualistic stuff with uh, underclassmen upperclassmen and and boys and girls and uh, gay people and straight people and it's 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 kind of a mixed tone in this movie because in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. it's like everyone is equal and then in other ways it's like everyone's not equal so uh, we'll we'll get into that, but I think yeah. first we'll just talk about kind of the the, the tangible part of this movie about the the story itself. Uh, so, Christian, you had saw this and you guys talked about it on your show a little bit, and you had said that it had just kind of cracked into your top movies of last year. But then, in rewatching it, you had some second thoughts and had liked it a lot more. Yeah, uh, definitely. So. It, it kind of came in at my number 17 spot of last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, upon rewatch, and, I, and again, I watched it two more times for this show. Mm-hmm. I, I admittedly, like this, it, it's such it's such an enjoyable film. The characters, I, I, I love the characters and I'm not, I, I, I'm, I don't want to get, I know we're going to get into it, but 
What I love even more so is the fact that this was a first-time director right. doing yes. her first feature. I don't know. I think we have to stress that this was directed by a woman. And mm -hmm. I don't know if, if just because of the fact that uh, with the themes that are played around with, I mean, I threw around coming of age. I think a lot of people say it's a coming of age cannibal film, like Ginger Snaps was a coming of age werewolf movie. Right. But I don't want to degrade it and make it uh, simplify the, the whole experience. Uh, as sure. I was saying, like this deals with an awakening of sorts. So there's an awakening yes. of this uh, carnivorous desire. And of course, uh, she is a virgin. Uh, and sure. she then ends up craving um, sexual satisfaction from from her, her roommate who happens to be gay, who she right. asked for, uh, there's in that line of the movie, I asked for a, a girl. And he responds, well, you got a fag. It's all the same to them. Right, 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 right. Which I thought was a great line, actually, because he was like, yes. like, yeah, they, you know, I mean, they're, they're really saying society just sees me as like pretty much just a woman. Sure. Right, yeah. Well, and, like, and you, you, like, no threat, you know, yeah. You mentioned about the, like, kind of the, the sexual and uh, carnivorous uh, tendencies kind of rising up and you can see that it's it's they're connected like through kind of a carnal instinct where right whenever there's a few instances where things kind of start to become a little more uh, sexually active for justine and then it just like goes off where she can't control herself right and it's like right. there's definitely this this connection between the two actions where if she can keep her head straight and keep her head in the game and even you know she becomes drunk and it makes her more susceptible to things and if she stays focused she can kind of control it and, and reel it in for the most part mm -hmm. we see but then she has these outbursts of and, and sneaking off to get some meat on the side when no one's looking oh yeah. which that's that's kind of how it starts right is she she was a vegetarian and the family was very strict about it and then through this this hazing ritual the synopsis mentions she has to right. eat a, a rabbit kidney i believe it was and yeah. so and that just triggered it yep yeah, she got like super sick afterwards, like had this allergic mm. reaction kind of thing, which was fucking gross looking. <laughs> oh, a, ra a rash all over her body. Mm -hmm. Yes. And scaling, yes. like skin literally gets pulled off of her. Yeah. It's yeah. almost as if she's like shedding a skin mm. of right. sorts. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe analogy as well. I, I also want to just bring, we, I don't want to leave the parents out of this. Because right. it's another right. relationship that I think is a very important because they kind of almost seem strict and distant. And, and even when they are on their way to bring her to school and, and she has a meal and accidentally gets a mouthful of what a chicken ball or some sort of meat, her mom is right. very adamant of, did you bite into it? Right. Right. And, she, and she's like, no, I don't think so. And they kind of leave it there. Right. And as the movie plays out, we understand the reasoning why. So she was brought up, as you mentioned, Paul, strict. Vegan right. or vegetarian, like no meat. She's never tasted meat, mm -hmm. which again, uh, you know, the the great, you know, the elementary humor in me uh, goes right back to the sexual <laughs> factor as well. <laughs> sure, sure. But, yeah. Well, and you also see that the mom is very strict in general. Like Ju Justine is a lot more kind of timid and subservient to yeah. just, you know, most of the people that she's around and you see that like her mom is this very strong personality type so she just kind of gets pressured into things like the the ritual of eating this this rabbit kidney where she knows she doesn't want to do it but everyone is there her sister is bugging her her roommate is bugging her like all the people are staring at her they're telling her you know don't be weird 
And so right. she's very susceptible and ends up trying this. And then obviously that, like you said, she is almost like shedding her skin to become this new person that we see yeah. evolve from there. And it's very, it's very, um, I think we have to stress like just, she doesn't know that she's, a, she, all she knows is she's a vegan. She doesn't know that tasting meat will trigger this, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is a veterinarian school. And obviously the parents went there and yeah, they're very strict standoffish. And they're like, you're going to go here. Um, they know what's going to go on with the hazing. The sister's been there at the school, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a veterinarian school. And if my first thing was, like, holy shit, they're doing hazing, you know, stuff. Uh, pretty, pretty uh, sadistic hazing at, at a veterinarian school. That's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. And, and I was like, I mean, it was kind of cool at the same time. They're like, oh my, this is, this is stuff we don't see. Like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, dentistry school or, you know, or being a doctor <laughs> that they go, that they have, you know, raves that they, they get obliterated, drunk or they get kidnapped you know thinking like they're gonna get threatened and the school shot up and then all of a sudden they're drug into a basement and all of a sudden there's this huge acid dropped rave going on right and it, it puts that in perspective of this thing now now um you know justine's thrown in the mix she has no clue now mm-hmm. at the beginning of the film you're right where you know the mother uh she actually you know accidentally justine accidentally has that, that chicken ball a meat or whatever and she mother kind of panics like look you know as long as you didn't bite into it or whatever but my thing is because, you know, the, the parents did go to the school and this is like a traditional thing and they were one yep. of the first class to graduate. I, they know what the hazing is going on. You know, it, they send her there because it's like you got to kind of like, you know, you're out there and you've got to come into your own on, uh, on on different terms, I guess. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. as we do find out, you know, how the family, this was a family secret and how they dealt with it, which, you know, again, we find out later in the film, but this is Justine's journey, how mm-hmm. she became, you know, vegetarian. She didn't know that eating meat would turn into a, her into a cannibal. You know what I mean? She, did, she didn't know this. Um, sure, sure. And I don't even know if the family even knows if that's a trigger. They just know that's a thing. So, yeah. It, it's, it's a, yeah. I'm assuming like, that they don't know that the, the rabbit kidney thing is, like, part of the ritual now. Like, maybe it wasn't when they were going there or something. Okay. Uh, I have but no the idea. Blood but is. Yeah, the blood yeah. is. Now, is that now? Are you? Are oh, we right. supposed to? Is that actual supposed to be blood, or is that supposed to be just like? Were they using hey. real blood there in the hazing, or were they using I fake blood so. for the hazing? I assumed that it no, was I've... fake, but there's there's also a lot of like kind of weird stuff about how they have this kind of cold attitude towards the animals that comes up at one point yes. too. So it's like I guess I they they could to be, like be a desensitized that, thing, you know? Yeah. It could be something like that too. So I was like, "Don't get too attached to the animals. You're, you know, you're here to study them and cut them up and learn." And I know it's like, save, are they? But are they taking every animal that they put to sleep and just like hanging it and fucking cutting its throat and collecting all that blood? Like that's a lot of fucking blood to collect. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did you guys think of Carrie? I thought of Carrie when I saw this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, first yeah. thing that came to my head, of course, and, and, and again, just big uh, because of that whole tragic story. There, you mm-hmm. kind of draw sort of some parallels as well mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. almost immediately thereafter well the, immediately after is the the uh, rabbit liver or right raw la- rabbit liver but then they're they're actually in the cafeteria after mm-hmm. and that's where some of the conversation uh, about uh, rape and ver- animal rape and is that such a thing and right right can it be rape because you know and and and, and she's very much about yes it can be because they see the reflection in a mirror and, right and and obviously there's divisions divided on uh 
on the subject right at that table there. Mm -hmm. She feels like she's mm -hmm. not saying anything crazy, that it's a living a living thing, a living, not a human, right. Right. but a, a, a living uh, being. And uh, so, of course, it's it's wrong and and it's rape. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a, a definitely a weird conversation. Especially well, like I said, the whole yeah. thing is to, uh, yeah, it just seems to me like this veterinarian <laughs> school is almost like, Sorry, uh, um, it's like a military. It's like they break you down, then rebuild you back up. That's what I was getting about why they do the hazing. Sure, why sure. It's of course it's a community and it's and it's respect for your fellow peers and you grow up as this you know secret society club kind of deal. But it's also that whole thing where she has that notion of yeah you know, you know animals have feelings blah blah blah. And then you know you know that um, that saying always time where you know doctors surgical doctors seem cold and distant. And, well, they have to be right. They can't get attached to. They can't put their emotions, you know, into what their work is. You know, they have to either mm -hmm. fix the person or not. You know, and I think that's what that kind of means. Is and it goes along with veterinarian school. Mm -hmm. Don't get attached to these animals, even though they're cute and everything else, and they're you know they're they make great YouTube videos. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. Um, one day you're gonna have to make the decision to put them down in the harshest way. You're gonna have to you know save it or or not, or use an organ to save another one. You're just gonna have to treat them almost like pieces of meat. You know. Right. So it is almost like a breakdown, rebuilding uh, theme going on in this. Right, right. Well, and so after she has this liver and goes through the sickness and all that stuff, like we see her break down pretty quickly as far as just her de-evolution of mm -hmm. like needing to eat meat and the way that she eats it. And, uh, you know, she ends up like stealing the right. burger from the cafeteria, but she doesn't even know why she did it. And then right. she goes out to eat the meat and then they, you know, she's like eating it like crazy and uh, eating oh. raw chicken out of the fridge and that's the second most gag inducing scene for me the first <laughs> being the 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 her skin being peeled off of her body and then oh, her yeah. mowing down on a raw chicken breast yeah i i almost vomit when i watch it yeah see the, that's just the, unsanitary the gag for me was the fucking giant hairball from her nervously eating her own hair oh <laughs> yeah that that as well yes, yes. <laughs> and i was like I'm gagging, almost thinking about it right now. Uh -huh. I, I forgot about that. I, I was like, man, that is the longest fucking hairball. Like, she was only eating her hair for a few minutes, and that was a lot of hair that she <laughs> coughed up. Like, she must have been eating it for a while. Yeah. But oh, even yeah. that, it, it was kind of almost this transitional thing where that was after the chicken, and then it's like, well, now I'm eating human hair, and that's kind mm -hmm. of people-y, right? So, right, yeah. Um, so that was where... We ended up getting to where the, the first time that she tries actual human meat. Yes. Very creative, the, I thought, uh, this this whole process. Right. The whole scene from her sister is uh, going to, to show her how to do a Brazilian wax, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. And then the wax gets stuck, so she gets scissors, oh. and then she kicks her, and <laughs> it cuts her finger off, and her sister passes yeah. out. <laughs> and then, so, you know, she gets calls the, the ambulance they tell her to get the finger and put it on ice and she can't find ice so she's just holding it and then i don't know the smell just kind of gets to her it's one of those like she's just yeah. sitting there and then she starts looking at it and then she kind of starts picking yeah. it and then tastes it mm -hmm. and then she just eats pretty much her whole finger like a chicken wing <laughs> yeah like a chicken on it like a chicken wing i know and yeah. and the music's going at this point and yeah. her sister awakes yes and a tear comes down her eye yeah yeah she just sees it, and that, you know, after, <laughs> after seeing it a couple times, you're like, okay, well, now I know why. Yeah. You know, when you see it the first time, you're like, oh, she's just 
disappointed or shocked or something, but now you know we know it's that they have this shared a affliction. Connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, "Damn it, not my sister too." You know, I'm already cursed yeah. with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And we, we did leave out the very opening shot of the of the film because we're introduced to someone that uh, is walking down the side of the road only to yes. yeah, jump yeah. out in front of a car mm-hmm. and have it uh, rev off and smash. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't see anything else. But what we do find out, uh, I mean, very, I mean, a little bit later in the film is once the sister has become uh, aware that her, her sister's had this awakening and shares the same affliction mm-hmm. as you just put it, uh, right. and probably worded it better than I did, that the okay. reality <laughs> is that uh, she now realizes that she's going to be craving meat. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she has to sort of teach her the yes. ways of, of doing this, where I guess they don't feel a lot of remorse or blame for mm-hmm. what is happening <laughs> right no right, it's right. like this is good this is your way of life now you know this is uh if you you know to, to survive this way now they're like now both sisters are aware or yeah i guess this is when justine figures out that her sister's also uh, a, a meat eater <laughs> uh, craving meat and everything has gone through the same thing where she finds the ointment that she used for justine's rash that her sister had and she's like oh my god we're the same thing and then um her sister right. the, uh, alex uh uh, shows her this is what I do I run in the middle of the street cause a car crash uh, and the person has died then I just I I eat I eat the person as she shows her this this is how this is how I've been doing this this is how you sure. know because you can't just lately just you know walk around campus with uh, an arm yeah well eating, and, and you know and ju- Justine is very conflicted about this because, she, yeah, yeah. you know, she's like, you're well, fucking crazy. You can't do this. Right. You know, you're killing people and whatever. And she's like, this is what we have to do to to satisfy yeah. it and stuff. You know, she, her sister trying to justify it. And she's like, no, I'm yes. out of here. And so she she was having no part of that. And she left, which is interesting. Again, on, on multiple watchings, you kind of pick it apart. And you're like, there's really only two times, if you don't count her her own hair, that she... Right. She... <laughs> that Justine actually even did something to somebody else. And really only one time she actually hurt the person, um, which, you know, comes up a little bit later, but mm-hmm. a, a lot of the stuff, her sister is just fully committed to this. She's like, she's just given into it. She's like, okay, well this is me yeah, now. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. Yeah. I have to kill people and eat them. I can't control myself. And Justine is still fighting it off and feels very, very conflicted, but also very, um, almost empowered by the fact of what she thinks that she is but mm-hmm. it, you know it kind of turns into this whole kind of weird sexual identity thing as well but right uh she she has her own struggles with not being able to to eat a person or or human flesh or whatever right as well Do you remember so. near dark near dark yes had this a yes. whole sort of sequence and, and, and there's a whole part that was very reminiscent it almost felt like this tore a page from that mm-hmm. uh because ultimately that that's what what they're going through and, and i love that because they're saying like this is what you need to do mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like you said you can't be walking around now and down like you're eating chicken wings and someone's yeah, arm yeah, yeah. as your snack in the bag or whatnot. But their relationship is key because her sister's really kind of taking her under her wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to jump back, but that that whole Brazilian waxing said, like, look, you're not shaving your armpits. You're not you're not maintaining right. yourself. Right. You're you're in university now. Like I was doing this when I was like 13 or I think she said 13, 14, whatever. And right. so she's obviously been kind of very sheltered. Which just mm-hmm. adds to that innocence and this, the whole awakening yes. again. Motif. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was like the prodigy kid, right? That 
was like the super student. They reference it a few times that she was. So you assume that she didn't do much besides do really well in school. Right. And, and she seems almost like, I don't know if jealous is, is the correct term, but when, when so her roommate, her gay roommate brings a guy home mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's given him head. Right. The guy is, mm-hmm. and she walks in on it and then closes the door and then kind of listens in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because she's intrigued of, of what's going on. Right. Obviously, again, it, it, it's playing with that that whole sexual desire a brewing mm-hmm. <laughs> right. uh, motif. No, you're right. It, yeah. Sure, but, sure. But the craziest part is it also makes her attracted to forbidden fruit, so to speak, in the mm-hmm. sense of she knows this guy is, is attracted to men. He's right. gay. Mm-hmm. That That's his life. Mm-hmm. Yet she wants him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. he gives in, which is a very bizarre part too. So I guess, like he says, I didn't what hide. I didn't. What was the exact wording? I didn't hide. I don't know if I wrote it down in my notes, but you know, I didn't hide away from um, my life away. All of a sudden, to be falling in love with uh, sleeping with women, or again, right, again, or something like that. Yeah. So to allude yes. to the fact that, like, something you know, like he that. he already went through that that whole phase in his life where he was closeted. He's now out. And he has no intention of going backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, that's, you know, kind of the same. Like, she sees him as, like, the the person that she wants to eat to satisfy right. her hunger. But she knows <laughs> yeah. she can't do that either, so. Right. It's it's kind of this wrong. weird uh, this weird chase back and forth. But yeah. she, uh, she has, uh, I like the one scene where she's in bed again. There's a couple times where she's, like, struggling and under the, bl- the blankets and feels like she's trapped. And she's fighting off the hunger pains i guess and mm-hmm. she thinks that she's like being beat with chains it sounded like and she's like freaking out and and writhing around and stuff and you hear like this chain sound but then yeah obviously no one was there beating her with chains or else she would have been all fucked up and she was fine so no, this is the this is the metamorphosis this is their change yeah. she's she's becoming accountable you know this is a- sure sure and that's where yeah. she ends up leaving her room and um, it's another one of these, like in the beginning scene, and there's a few other times where, again with this first time director, there's these like mm-hmm. long hold wide shots on just this this amazing scene that looks incredible, and then just like a person walks through it slowly, or, or like there's everything is still except for right. like the one thing moving in the picture. It's right. So it's this right. great scene of her walking through this hallway that's all red, and yeah. uh, then she walks into the fucking weird paint color mixing party <laughs> that they they are having <laughs> in the, one of the rooms yes and so they, it is they, i'm glad that oh, go go ahead. oh no go ahead oh i was just gonna say um how you were t- i was talking about like this her changing and stuff and now she's starting to like you're describing she's starting to see things differently things are mm-hmm. slowing down and i think maybe it's come to realization and christian brought up you know near dark and it's like yeah man every like vampire movie what you know once that person gets bit you know to mm-hmm. compare they go through this stage of killing animals because again, animals aren't humans yet. You can't, you just can't go killing humans. You know, that's a, that's, I guess that's sure, more sure. taboo than, so they go through the pigs, they go through the animals. And then eventually like in every vampire movie, they're like, you know what? This is not going to last. You have to feed, you have mm-hmm. to, or else you're going to die. So it is, it's, just, it's, there is a the mirrored image. That's why I love this movie so much because it's dealing with like, you know, this is, Mm-hmm. Not vampires, but it's cannibals. You know, it's like this is a, a subject. You know, it's always taboo and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to her, have like you're describing the shots, man. It's it is her seeing things. You know, different than everybody else. 
mm-hmm. and and you can you can re, like I said with the with the um, with the undertones in the movie, you know, she's coming into her own. Um, she has the now the roommate who she slept with, and she want to sleep with again. And I think that's where that line came out because I can't do this. Like that was a one time deal. I didn't you know hide and or I didn't come out and do all these things um, just to go back to you know live in a lie. I guess is what he was alluding to. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, that set her off too. It's like, well, you know, fine. <laughs> you know, right. So speaking of bitch, she ends up making out with some guy at this party. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the old colonel instinct kicks in. Sex equals mm-hmm. eating people. Right. And she ends up biting a big ass chunk out of the dude's lip. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, uh, as far as I can, rem- that's really the only person that she actually physically hurts. Because yes. Mean, her, well, I mean, she accidentally cut her sister's finger off and then ate it. But yeah, she dives into her cheek later too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little later. biting back and forth through it. So oh, really, right, she yeah. she just hurts this kid and then her sister. Yeah. <laughs> But that that kind of sets her off. She bites a chunk out of this kid's lip. She's taking a shower. Apparently, this huge chunk of meat was just stuck in between her teeth. <laughs> that was oh. great, too. Flicks it out in the <laughs> shower and then decides to eat it. Yep. Why not? Don't let it go down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's already there now. You might as well keep it. Exactly. Well, it's here. And, uh, you know, that kind of charges her up even more, I think. Mm-hmm. But Of course. She, there are scenes in this film... As part of her transition, there's a scene of her dissecting a dog, and I, I yeah. think Adrian comes in to talk to her, and she's just she's just going to town like it it, yep. it is meat. It, right. it, it, yep. It's like a yeah, procedure. Yeah. There's nothing living anymore. It's almost like her 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 thought process of animals having feelings is gone. I mean, I know it's a gone. dead dog, yeah. and, and and then it cuts to I think him uh, Adrian playing soccer, and she's studying him. Part of yes. it could yeah. be studying him sexually, and part of him could be studying him. As he's a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, they're because you're closing up on his, you know, his muscles, his shoulder, his stomach. You know what I mean? Like, like her perception of like, look at that, you know, his body, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and then yeah, man, it's um, that was a that's a powerful scene. I think. Right, right. Uh, you know, because right there, her nose starts to bleed, like she's really, you know, concentrating on him, and and you're right, it's at that transition, like no longer am I seeing life, I'm seeing food. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a, a way to, you know, crave, you know, to, to satisfy my cravings. Sure, sure. Uh, I think before we, we're like almost at where the, the, uh, all the, all the cannibalism kind of wraps up in a big conclusion right. here. Um, the, some of the, I just wanted to kind of talk about some of the notes that we hadn't fully hit on as far as mm-hmm. just the, the pride relevance of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the, the gender stuff and the where things are equal and where they're not equal. And uh, some of it we kind of covered throughout. Um, you know, I, I wanted to talk about the the thing where Adrian says, you know, that they gave you a fag and it's the same to them or whatever. So just kind of stuff right. like that. Um, did you notice, in, I'm sure you did, but in the first hazing that it was pretty much all guys that were in charge of it, it seemed like they were all, it was all men that were like pushing yeah. everyone out and kind of making them do everything. And then once they got into the party, then it was like, okay, well now everyone is equal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, a kind of a weird dynamic with that whole thing. And yeah, then, now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, okay, so the, how I see that is th- there was a thing that were getting settled in their rooms all of a sudden. All mm-hmm. their stuff was thrown out or something were overturned in their rooms, and yeah, yeah. a bunch of mass a masked guys came in and told everybody to get out and almost like kidnapping them. And mm-hmm. in in the situation like that, if you want to intimidate them, I think that 
like I said, if I if I put myself in the in that shoe or whatever, I would put the strongest, you know, the more intimidating men in front to do that kind of role. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, yeah, you know, it's it maybe all the men are in charge kind of deal, and then all of a sudden you go to the party and there's the women and men dancing and all stuff, right? Sure, um, sure. But I like I looked at that as like okay. This is they. They don't want to look like they're students up there. They want to threaten these these newcomers, the the, the new students, and they want to and you know make them scared. But they're actually taking them to a rave. You know, they're actually taking them to a party. But this is the hazing. You know, so let's sure, sure. let's let's act like um, you know terrorists in a sense. You know, and I don't think you could do that mixed in with men and women doing it because then you kind of you kind of go okay, something's up. Right. Well, and it's funny you say that. Maybe they well know. they they mix it around because then later. It's a very mixed group of like of men and oh, women yeah. that are in control and, and making everyone After, yeah. yeah 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 do the stuff and then it's just about like we're the elders and you're the rookies right. I think they referred to them so <laughs> exactly uh, so it's kind of mixed later on but at the beginning they kind of made it like it was all that and then they have like their songs that they make them sing these chants about <laughs> yeah. how we're men with big balls for her and we're that's right veterinarians that's right. we're gonna fuck you all with our big dicks and stuff like so <laughs> you're they, right yeah. <laughs> they have very masculine chants that they make everyone do but everyone just kind of goes along our veterinarian like, way different now yeah exactly <laughs> especially if they have a french accent yeah <laughs> right like, you misogynist piece of shit I don't think you could get away wow. with uh, these type of songs in like a North American no, college no. or university. <laughs> no, no. I, I chalked up most of the difference to, I guess that's just what veterinary school is like in Belgium or France. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, because then there's a lot of stuff where they expect the, the, I mean, we don't see what they do as far as what the boys, but they expect the girls to like be sexy and to dress up and Justine's getting mm-hmm. scolded for, you know, just wearing normal hooded sweatshirt and, and jeans or yeah. whatever you're right she you has know? to dress yeah. up so there's definitely this expectation that the girls have to be sexy but they don't really play mm-hmm. up anything where the girls are unwilling participants uh, very much in it so right. it's just kind of like this is what you have to do and they're like okay cool and they just go along with it <laughs> yeah. for the most part but it's, it's definitely a heavy theme throughout um yeah i i definitely uh had taken a note about the scene where adrian was getting head and then <laughs> She just kind of creeps outside the door for a minute and is like listening. And, yeah. and we get to kind of hear the sounds, you know, they're, they're muted through the door, obviously. And you just kind of yeah, yeah, get it, to hear the, the talking and the sounds. Right. But she was creeping for a little yeah. while there. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and, th- and there's a jealousy that, that develops. It seemed like it was jealousy, sister- right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, jealousy there, and then jealousy uh, that is even further strengthened when she's even questioning, like, the relationship like uh, to Adrian, oh, I thought you hated my sister. Then she comes out one morning and her, uh, the sister um, and uh, Adrian are playing video games. Yeah. And she was jealous. And then she makes a comment about one of them having one of the, each other's number in their phones and whatnot. Yeah. She's very yeah. protective, like almost like predator, like predatory yeah, yeah. protective of Adrian. Yeah. She even tells mm-hmm. Alex, like, stay, keep your hands off of him. And she's like, I thought he was gay. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, right. it's still just the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I thought was interesting was when they go to get the shawarma and he's kind of talking shit about truckers and then the trucker guy comes over and is like super inappropriately groping him on his neck yeah. and like around his ear and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, is, is he trying to hit on him or is he trying to make him feel uncomfortable or like... I think was- he's trying to hit on him, but like that, that's got to be something like a, a comment made there of like, you know, just because I'm gay doesn't mean yeah. I'm instantly attracted to any guy that hits on right me. right 
Right. And that's Absolutely. what I took away from it because his he's like Adrian seems disgusted, but knows that if he says anything, mm-hmm. he's just going to get pounded because this guy looked like he was a bit drunk. Like he used to talk about using pig's blood because yeah, it's close to a... human's blood to pass like the the boozer test or whatever. They yeah, he looked, mm-hmm. looked like a rough customer for sure. Yeah, <laughs> rough customer. <laughs> well said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I know. Um, I had heard uh, Maddie and Andrew talking about this a little bit on Friday the 13th on their podcast about how there's a lot of inappropriate touching in the, at least, you know, in their experience in the gay male culture. And it's like, just because I'm gay and here to have a good time doesn't mean that like anyone can just touch me or put their hands on me or rope me or whatever. Like the same rules should apply. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just because we're the same gender doesn't mean that it's cool. Right. Yeah. And uh, th- there was definitely a little hint of that. There it was kind of like an intimidating, like, "Hey, I'm going to do you this, what, and you better not yeah, say anything about." Yeah, that scene was probably the most uncomfortable scene in the movie because I was I was afraid for Adrian actually, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to get beat up at this point, you know, yeah, the, or worse, right? <laughs> or, or worse, yeah. And I really was. I was like, at this movie because it's not really a scary movie, you know, it's not a, a real frightening movie, but this was probably the most uncomfortable to me that scene. Sure, sure. Know? Where it was dangerous, you know, something's going to happen here that's very, very uncomfortable, yeah. Uh, what about the two girls peeing standing up? Do you think that was a, a symbolic scene of them trying to imitate a masculine behavior? <laughs> or was it I think it was just laziness. Again, comedy, a comedic moment, mm-hmm. yeah. but with a bit of subtext as well. Uh, yeah, she's like, look, I can do it too. And she's like, how are you doing that? You know, so yeah. there's yeah. Like a little bit of the <laughs> yeah. kind of amazement there. Should I be turned on right now? I was kind of turned on. <laughs> hey, it was vol- it's a, it's a it was talent. voluntary nudity. Anytime the nudity is voluntary, it's fair game for turn on. Exactly. <laughs> I just don't never. I never need to see a waxing scene again. Is, is oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's better. I, oh, it's you better than it up, the uh, four-year-old virgin one, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, let's see what else there was also you know they kind of hinted at it a few times with the mom being very clearly the one in control and Mm -hmm. as we find out at the end of the movie there's kind of a a secondary thing going on there but there's a few times where the dad's kind of like all right just you know let it go and she's like no fuck that like right (laughs) and she gets the meatball or like at the hospital she's kind of uh you know, overshadowing everyone, and, and she's talking about like she's basically talking down to uh, Alex how she's she's disabled, how is she going to be able to eat and whatever. She's missing a finger, and she's like she's just missing right. a finger. It's not really that big of a deal, right? Uh, but she's very like per, kind of uh, mama bear, but also I don't know, just seems sort of like dominating of everybody, really. Well, I think because she knows what's happening, she's being ultra yeah. protective, yeah, yeah, of the situation. And I think yeah, at the end of the movie, you kind of figure out why. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't paint the mom with a lot of sympathy at all throughout the whole right. film. The parents mm-hmm. do seem distant. First time I watched this, I, I I thought it was interesting how they played them. And then the more you watch it, you realize how much the dad is very sympathetic, but he's kind of like cowering mm-hmm. under the mom almost. And, yeah. And his personality yep. comes out like he offers his daughter a cigarette, even if your kids right. smoke. Typically, yes. I don't think your parent is, is going to offer the the kid a cigarette. Typically, no. right. 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 <laughs> it's like, oh, you smoke no, now? Exactly. Didn't, not. Would you like a cigarette? Oh, do you smoke? Here you go. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah, and then, you know, through literally like the last third of the movie is where you get a lot of the weird stuff between Justine and Alex and Adrian and, you know, the jealousy that you talked about before, the the scene where they're kind of bonding and they're becoming closer, mm-hmm. but then they end up having sex. and uh, mm-hmm. After know, he watches gay porn, right. funny enough, right? So gay porn, like, well, that, it is gay porn. Like, he, he, they have a little moment, they talk, mm-hmm. nothing's, uh, she goes into her room, he starts jerking off the gay porn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she pops back out and literally says it's bad they come over and they start fucking but he's he's into it at first right. but the animal like sort of instinct yeah uh-huh. takes over and, and, and you could tell he's not enjoying it and he's right right well and it almost becomes Something's like wrong, it right? almost becomes a little bit of a rapish kind of thing because right <laughs> he, he tells her like to stop it a few times and she's like no i'm not not listening to you you know she just keeps like pushing him back down and whatever and forcing herself right right and you know she just goes completely nuts and ends up having to bite herself and draws blood and then finally calms down yeah she she he was she she was like kind of biting his shoulder and arm but and like he like kept pushing her away and away and all of a sudden like she just uh just chomped down on her arm sure and he was just like oh man that's she's screwed up that was her release well yeah she also she she cares about him too and then she knows she hurt yeah well she doesn't want to she doesn't want to hurt him Exactly. Uh, Again, it's that it's that thing where it's like, where's that line now? Now, now, now that you're, um, mm-hmm. now that you're a monster, when are you gonna start killing? And you try to avoid that as long as possible. Right. I do like Adrian's style though, that he was also smoking a joint while he was masturbating and watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like multitasking. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> extremely relatable. It's a typical Sunday night. (laughs) (laughs) Or Tuesday or Thursday. (laughs) Right after this show. (laughs) Right after. (laughs) When we break. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we break. Uh, I like his style. You know, like we're talking about, there's not a lot of time. you got to kind of cram everything into once. Exactly. Uh, Except for eating and and jerking off. I can't get down with that one. (laughs) That's just weird. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's too close proximity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, you know, talked about Adrian and her having sex, and, and, you know, we kind of covered the whole that she sees him mm. as, the, you know, is he food? Is he love? Is he a little bit of both? Yeah. And when this whole thing kind of progresses, where it ends up eventually landing is that she gets into this huge fight with her sister because, they're, you know, She's being a bitch to her. Sister pulls this really nasty prank on Justine. And then they get into this huge, amazing cat fight in the middle of the school courtyard where they're just biting pieces of each other off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and Justine gets a big chunk bitten out of her face and she bites her sister's arm. Her sister bites her arm. Cannibal fight. Cannibal and, fight. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's crazy because they end up like everyone's holding them back and they throw the people off and then they kind of pick each other up and then leave together. Yeah, that was great. Was like, we just Hobble to, away. Yeah, we just we yeah. just had to bite it out real quick. It's like fight it out, but we had to bite it out. <laughs> bite real it quick. out, bitch. Yeah, right. Or sister even <laughs> says you taste like shit. Yeah, yeah just, that's right. This is her, her response to her, 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 her earlier Justine saying her finger tasted like curry. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, know. I thought that was comedic genius as well. It was, yeah, yeah. It was so bad she didn't even want to eat it. She spit it out. She was like, ugh. <laughs> but they're again, they're they they. Or like a rabbit, a, a pack of rabbit dogs mm-hmm. is what yes. I have. A pack, a couple of rabbit dogs. Yeah, yeah. that's my note. And and again, there's, there's these motifs. Like this movie hits on everything. We're talking about like sexual desires of 
of th- there's talking of animal sex uh, mm. uh with the wearing a condom with the monkey the, the, the con- conversation about monkey rape that i brought up earlier right and and then there's a scene that that comes shortly uh, shortly hereafter of what we're talking about now in the it's with a dead cadaver is it not uh yeah that was the prank that, dead that triggered her a cadaver yes that was the prank <laughs> that triggered justine was when she was she was super drunk Sorry. and then her sister was like baiting her to try and bite the the dead guy's arm right yeah. and you know it in was, front of everybody it was being yeah. videotaped and it got spread around right. the school and everyone like the girl like moved away from sitting next to her everyone was looking the at catalyst her. for the fight i yes, apologize yeah, yeah. no it's yes. okay yeah and i kind of funny enough though it. what 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 freaking I know we're not doing a scene by scene but no, no, okay. what vet vet school has like a whole like thing of cadavers here yeah, obviously they have they dead humans as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah the vet school never thought of that I thought that shoddy too, facilities I was like, maybe that's the uh, maybe that's the medical wing of maybe the vet school is just sharing because yeah, of right. uh, budget problems who knows <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right their infrastructure isn't what it used to be yeah. <laughs> They're like we have to have a cat yeah. morgue with the people morgue. That's right. One thing, right. Uh, what is with that sequence of all the students sort of walking out? It's almost like it's a new day, and the students are kind of like zombieing through the campus. Yeah, it was weird because yeah. that was paired up with what ends up being kind of the not the the final final thing, but the the big climax here where uh, Justine wakes up in bed next to Adrian again, mm-hmm. and. He's not not seemingly awake, and she, you know, reaches down, sees all the blood, pulls the sheets back, sees that his whole fucking like leg is eaten off of him. Yeah, and that he's dead. Yeah, and I know I don't know about you guys, but at first I was like, oh my god, she ate him, and then I'm like, no wait, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't have any blood on her though. Like that's that's what I thought. Yeah, like she blacked out, ate her, ate you know, ate him, yeah, killed him. Yeah, that's happened. But then we see that it wasn't her. It was her sister actually did it. Yep. And so, again, her sister has fully just given into this. And whether she, I mean, Justine got to sleep with him first, but her sister got to eat him first. So I don't know who wins that race. <laughs> so. And that practical effect, it, yes, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, where his leg is just like missing a whole chunk out of it. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. And uh, I was, I I was, was uh, wondering, sorry. Marco. That's okay. No, that's okay. Go ahead. I, I just didn't know if it was one of those 3D makeup effects where uh, if you if you Google them on YouTube, uh, they got they get so creative now that they can literally just draw it mm-hmm. to make it look like a chunk was mm-hmm. bitten off. Or right, if it right. was literally uh, an old school like Friday the 13th thing where half of his body's under the bed and they created the prosthetic there. Like, yeah. I honestly couldn't tell it was yeah. that good. Right. Or if they just ate the guy. <laughs> or there's a real dead guy, you know. <laughs> it could be. They actually killed the actor and ate his leg. Yeah. yeah. He died doing what he loved, His stunt though. double. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, no, so that, I mean, obviously, that's kind of the climax here. And still, Justine has not really gone to the dark side, I guess you could say. Right. Right. And we see that her sister has continued this pattern of behavior, so then they... They kind of slam cut to where her sister is in jail now. And they, you know, have this little, the mom just kind of looks at her and then leaves. And then she has a little exchange with Justine, which I thought was kind of cute. Like she, she flips her off with her missing middle finger. And then Justine <laughs> presses right. her scarred up cheek against the glass. It's like, like, like kind of we're even now. You ate yeah. my finger. I ate your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
there, there was that good reflection too when they first introduce her in jail. Where, yeah. Uh, I think you mentioned, but it's just the, yeah, the two sisters blend together their faces mm-hmm. again. I love yep. that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like the the fact that they're pretty much one of the same. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Well, just we, visually shown to us. I I'm a sucker for shots like that. Well, I am too. We saw yeah. that they bonded pretty quickly. I mean, obviously, we don't know what the relationship was before this movie, but it seems like she was kind of distant to her at first, and then they they bonded. I mean, so much that even after her sister kills and eats Adrian, because I mean, she straight up murdered him and then ate him. Right. She like gets her up and then takes her in the shower and cleans her up and shit. It's like she's still yep. kind of trying to help her and protect her a little bit. Well, they know what they're what they are now, and mm-hmm. and how do you turn away from that? Like, uh, look, we're we're the same person. I understand what you just did, but at the same time, sure, y- you can't just run the streets. And I think, like, it, it's never really said who called the police on her, right? Like, who? Because like like Chris no, said, they, they just kind of cut right dawn from, of the new day. Yeah, everybody comes out. It's like they're everybody's hungover ritual. <laughs> Here's the start of the Monday. Yeah, or, um, right. And then you, and then yeah, and then like um, you know, then we cut to um, Alex is in jail, and now she's, she went to jail for that. But yeah, there was that loving moment that I'm gonna clean you up because you, I know you're going to jail. Like you're, they're gonna get you for this. This is who we are. We sure, were monsters, sure. and there's just that that last act. You know, like I'm gonna clean my sister up and either call the police or or something. So. But- a lot of themes, a lot of love in it too. You know, like yeah, they had their fight. They hate, you know, but it was that whole thing where, you know, Justine's catching up to Alex. You know, mm-hmm. and Alex has been living like this for a long time. Right, right. And now, and now she has someone to share with too, because again, I don't know if you know, and, and we'll get to the end scene there. I don't think that even Alex knows that she's not alone. Sure, sure. Plus, we got a hot sister-on-sister shower scene. Of course, <laughs> exactly. Who could that? <laughs> and yeah. I was just about to get to that, Paul. Thank you. I and we don't know if she's just been arrested for the murder of Adrian or if they've linked up to all these yeah. accidental car getting run off the road because obviously they've been eating these people. Sure, sure. The DNA not, not, not everywhere, whole, right? Just saliva. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously she she might be put away forever based yes. on that. And yeah, uh, I will say when. Um, when when Justine first awakes and she sees, uh, she w- wonders why uh, Adrian's not moving, and then pulls the shot sheet off to mm. uh, reveal the the whole missing leg uh, being chewed out and, and everything. She screams, but then she catches a reflection in the mirror, and it, I think it's a very telling shot because I mm. read into it like, what have I become? Like she almost yeah. thinks it is her. Have did I do this? When am yes. I? I'm a monster. That yep. that kind of like yep. dual dual uh personality type thing mm-hmm. and then she that's when she realizes her sister's there like yeah almost in a stupor mm-hmm. of like full <laughs> yeah and, and, and yeah she yeah, yeah. <laughs> is contemplating yeah, killing her sister with yep. that ski pole with yep. adrian's ski pole yeah but then doesn't and then we get the girl and girl action in the shower right yeah <laughs> sounds horrible it, in our it's, gay pride I month know, right? way to describe it but Aren't we just a That's bunch true. of straight men here, just uh, yeah. you know, hey, being typical, <laughs> we, being typical on the shower scene? We are in full support <laughs> of two girls taking a shower together. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. And one cup. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not that type of shower. Yeah. <laughs> no brown showers. Oh well. Jesus. <laughs> I can't say that I'm supportive of that, but I mean, <laughs> if, if that's what you choose to do, that's that's on you. 
No, I'm That's actually making another... myself sick. Every time I think of that yeah. movie, <laughs> I, I, it's like thinking of eating raw, fi- uh, raw chicken and stuff. Eating hair and hairballs. Oh, it's going to make me gag. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, going right. to get off this. well so the you mentioned the kind of final scene a few times and and it's come up before about how this is sort of a hereditary thing so it's just a little sit Mm -hmm. down with uh the the mom's there she leaves after i don't know saying some bitchy mom stuff about eating her vegetables (laughs) right (laughs) and that's just the dad and the the daughter and justine and he kind of tells her like you know it's not your fault it's not your sister's fault and then he opens up his shirt to show like all these bites and missing chunks of chunks skin all and, over him yeah and says you know meaning he we found yeah, a way for your mom to deal with right. this and and you'll figure it out on your own too. yeah now yeah exactly so my question is the dad's not a cannibal right no i assume not. No. it's just it, it, it's, it's just the mom and the daughters mm-hmm. yeah a female hereditary thing within this family yeah sure correct Correct. And that's why so, he said yeah, never have was... any daughters. Having two daughters. Right. He made reference of that earlier in the film, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just think he's talking about girls are a handful, as is. Yes. But there's so yeah. much more to it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, and then, yeah. Or that whole finish your veggies. I almost, I didn't think of this the first time, second time, just when we were watching, uh, watching it again for this show. I almost took it as like, she's not going to have meat again. Finish your veggies was her mm. meal. I'm full. Meaning, this is... A way to subdue, maybe take to control it, maybe help yeah. control it. Right. I, whether that again, the father says, "I'm sure you'll find a solution, honey." Last yeah. line of the movie, yes. and, and so it's not a solution, but maybe a way to help help tame it. <laughs> yeah, live with so it. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. Help tame it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's which a, I thought was brilliant. I thought that was great. Like you know, he opens his shirt up. And she's like oh. just staring at him, like, "Holy shit! You mean mom is like this too?" And that's why she's so cold. And maybe the mom knows, like, God, you know, here it is. My daughters have it too, and and you try not to get attached because look what happened to her oldest daughter. She's in jail now, right? And right. so let me try not to get attached to um, Justine now because maybe one day she'll the same deal, you know. Yeah. Um, but I thought that again that there's that that another undertone of of love. How what the dad has to go through now to keep the mom tame. Sure. Without sure. going out and killing people, whatever. It's like this is this is the way we we uh we do it. We mm-hmm. we try to fill up on on vegetables, but then the main course every night, you know. Yeah. Well, and I assume <laughs> you develop a certain kind of distant nihilistic view on life when you're using the person closest to you as food. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I kind of get where they are coming from with the mom's character now. I was like, that so. hurt must hurt like crazy on the chest, though. Jesus, man. I know, right? <laughs> and why does and he not at least have like some fucking gauze pads or something on that shit? <laughs> yeah, some they just on that healed up. They're scarred over. They, they healed up. Yeah. The I, I mean, it opens up questions like, did they never see? Did they never go swimming? Did they never go on a family trip? But mm-hmm. I'm willing to forgive that because we're given one little taste, which is it, which was a a a, a, a moment. I yeah. I feel, mm-hmm. and then I'm a sucker for movies that slam cut through their title card again. Yes. And it yes. works beautifully yes. here. Yes. Well, yeah, because they give you a reason, but they're not like, well, and here's the science behind it. Like, they don't give you too much reason. You know, they could have just left it as like, right. why did this happen? I don't know, because she's crazy or whatever. Right. And they're like, well, there's a reason. Here's what it is. And figure out the rest on your You know, fill in the blanks, basically. You know? Yeah. When, when a director or writer can write a movie and trust that their audience is smart, mm-hmm. like a smart enough to figure this out without 
spoon feeding every single detail. That's one of those, like you said, yes. you get those moments like, holy shit. And that's why, that's, I think that's why these movies talk to us so much. They're like, what a simple, really a simple concept on paper. Like you could describe this movie, you know, like, like the synopsis. There it is. There's nothing really, you know, mm-hmm. mind numbing about the movie, but the, the journey is so fun and so mm-hmm. like, torturous at times it could be you know you can you could put so many themes on it um and like i said you don't have to spell it out for everybody you can with that one moment when the dad opens his shirt everything makes sense mm. everything you know and it's like oh and then like Christian said you know it's like you could start headcanoning like man what would it be like to live that way and maybe that's why they're so distant and pissed off and, and you know seem to be very dry you know sure, it's sure. just because they can't enjoy life they can't go on family outings and stuff they have you know there's a there's a problem here you know and and why is he stick around it's because you know he's he loves it's love you know it's again it's a whole theme on there so um yes it, it is it is i love this movie i i just really really love it yeah no and i i'm like i said i really enjoyed it last year and now i can say i truly love it now yeah, yeah. yeah. uh well i guess why don't we go around and give our ratings then Sure. <laughs> um, I can start. Uh, we okay. just, uh, I know you've listened to the show before, Christian, but we do out of 10 points. Uh, you could do a half point. You could do three quarters of a point. You could do a sixteenth of a point if you want, whatever. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever you feel Perfect. like within the parameter of 10 points. 16. Yeah. Perfect. could be like one sixteenth over a nine. <laughs> Great, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, th- I think you had mentioned about the first time director and the other, I think, really standout thing. I'm not sure about Alex, but I know the girl that played Justine, this is really like her first big role, too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for the most part, this is basically a one person show and she carries yeah. this movie and she she, you know, leaves nothing to the imagination. She bears literally her whole self. She shows everything she endures all of this stuff i feel like almost for real you, you feel like this girl really is going through this stuff and yeah. so you know bravo to her as well for yeah for that and i look forward to seeing what else she does in the future so hopefully it's another badass horror movie like this but oh yeah i will definitely be following her i, I believe her name was like garance miller or something that i probably can't pronounce well <laughs> yeah, yeah Garance Milliner. So yeah. I, I'm the, I'm the same. I'm gonna butcher these names. But. Yes, yeah. I'll just leave them as Justine and Alex. Right. Uh, but no, I, I love the relationship that develops between the sister. I love the aesthetic of the movie. I love the practical gore. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, I'm not a huge fan of of art housey movies, but I feel like this one mm-hmm. is a little bit more straightforward than a typical art housey movie and there is a, a really good pacing to this movie i wouldn't call this a slow burn necessarily either because sure. there's constantly sure. a lot of shit that happens throughout it and they have these cuts with you know, the crazy hazing action and then it slows down and then it gets exciting and then it slows down so i don't remember what i gave it on the last show but i believe i gave it a nine and i'm gonna stick with a uh, nine out of ten for me mm-hmm. yeah that's um cool. I think I did the same thing. I think I was at a nine and a half mm-hmm. the last time we did our 2017, like the recap. And yeah, it's, I mean, I, 
it's still at a nine and a half. It's it's great. I um I I still would whenever I talk to somebody, I go watch Raw. It's still on Netflix. Please watch it, watch it, watch it. I gotta talk to you about it, you know. And um and I've always I've told this to Paul too. I like I'm a I'm a sucker for monster movies, and cannibals are monsters. They go in that category like vampires and, and everything else. And this is just such a different view of what we usually get. You know, this is a mm-hmm. uh, almost a real life situation. You know, this could happen absolutely could happen and i'm sure it has you know i honestly like you could really kind of delve into the psyche of of what these girls went through and um how torturous they were coming in like again like maybe coming of age you know we threw that word around earlier mm-hmm. in our pre-talk was this is kind of like that that coming of age but in the in a monster role of course and setting to a real life setting but these over dramatic situations you know like the veterinarian school is just out of control but again it's not too far fetched to where you can go Ah, my, you know, suspension of disbelief is, is just out of, I have to, uh, you know, really sit there and concentrate. It's like, no, man, I'm, I'm, this could be where you read a book about something, you know, and it just happened to deal with this situation, cannibals. Because, again, there is consequences to this movie from beginning to end, you know. Mm-hmm. We see a murder. We see people put in jail. We see these things that actually will happen. It's not a just a rampaging monster, which I love, too, but at the same time. But so all of those appreciate everything. Acting was superb. I, I can't get over how good <laughs> that like the French have nailed it, man. They it again. We'll get into high tension too. They're nailing these things. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they, they're just so good at it, and it's almost effortless. You know, it seems effortless, and that's got to be a credit to them. So, um, yeah, man, nine and a half. I, I'm sticking to that score. Nice. It's still one of my favorite movies. It's probably gonna be on one of my top ten lists um, moving forward. That's how much I like it. Nice. Nice. So have, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Great. And I and I kind of already alluded to this. I, I gave it an eight last year, if I if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Uh, Julia and I, I, I apologize if I butchered her name. DeCurno, <laughs> I believe, would be it. Julia DeCurno. I can't wait to see what she does next. Uh, she wrote and she directed this. And again, not to sound shallow, but she's she's stunning to look at too. Like she, oh, she's course. gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if she she was an actress as well before but as a writer director she's phenomenal can't wait to see Mm -hmm. her next film and you know what I I, I've gone up to a nine I mean the French the French have given us you know the French maid the French tickler and some great fucking (laughs) horror movies that's right yes the French kiss the French kiss right (laughs) wait there's way more (laughs) <laughs> the French fries. I won't say fries. Ah, oh, see, you said it. Damn it. You took mine. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else, but French toast. toast. <laughs> why, do, why is it that we go right to food? Jesus. Yeah. I'm hungry. I don't know. <laughs> Me too. I'm always hungry. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, cool. Well, I'm Very glad good. that uh, taking a second look at this brought it up for you. And sometimes that's what it takes with some of these movies, too, is yeah. just kind of, especially something like this, where it does sort of turn some of the the genres and the archetypes on its head a little bit. And at first, it's it's like you're overwhelmed with just the concept of things being turned on their head. And then once you settle into it and, and give it a fair shake, then it's a lot better on a revisit. Um, that's how I was with John Dies at the end. Like, the first time I was like, mm-hmm. I, I guess this is okay. And then the second and third yeah, time, I'm s- like, wow, it's better. <laughs> Yeah, I still gotta watch it a few times to get there. <laughs> I'm still not there yet. Yeah. There's there's certain movies that you just know 
you're going to watch over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And talking about it, I'm like, I can't wait to put it back on again. Yeah. Sure. It's yeah. almost like a comfort movie in a weird way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. it, it, and it's uh, it's not excessively gratuitous. Right, right. But it delivers right. where, where it needs to. And, it's, and, it, and you're right, there's an art house overall feeling to it without suffering from being an art house film and again i guess uh mm -hmm. to be sort of clarify that it just mean it it's not a slow burn and it, right and again it, it, it's it's well well made like mm -hmm. all around as you guys mentioned the acting from everybody mm -hmm. from yeah. the secondary characters it's, it's just everything makes sense oh, yeah, and yeah. when you go back and, re and revisit it that's when you start noticing the subtleties of how the parents are acting and and why yes. they're kind of almost calculated in, in what yeah, they're saying yeah, yeah. and and how they're acting oh that's the sign of a great movie and from a first-time director that's why sure. i'm saying i'm excited to see what else she has uh, oh yeah, yeah 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 it's, mm -hmm. it's uh i'm sure gonna be something good regardless of what genre it is yeah we'll still check it out yeah. and all right so that will do it for raw we're gonna take another break then we'll come back and we'll talk about our last movie which is high tension have you ever wondered if it's Mars when your heart is ignored and the sword becomes more? Though I waited for you, oh, how I adore you. You never saw my face. I traced your path each day.
Okay, we are back and going to talk about our last movie, High Tension, from 2003, released sometime in the years after that. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is another French horror movie from about 15 years after Raw, or before Raw, and mm-hmm. the synopsis on IMDb says, best friends Marie and Alex, or Alexia, she calls her Alex a lot in the movie, so I'm just going to call her Yeah, Alex. yeah, yeah. Best friends Marie, Marie, Alex. <laughs> Marie and Alex decide to spend a quiet weekend at Alex's parents' secluded farmhouse, but on the night of their arrival, the girl's, <clears throat> the girl's idyllic getaway turns into an endless night of horror. I mean, how do you really synopsize this movie without giving it away, right? There you go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you could pretty much say anything because if you do the true plot, you're giving mm-hmm. away the entire movie. Right, so, right. So you can't really fault them. So, we, or, or you're lying to the audience if you say are are uh, stalked by a psychopathic killer. Mm-hmm. Right, in, right. In that one, uh, it actually kind of avoids all of that. <laughs> right. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So, uh, really, the the whole thing of this movie, and this has been out for a long time. We we always spoil yeah. everything, anyways, on the show. But <clears throat> uh, the whole thing about this movie is really the ending. And yes. Is the ending justified? Is the ending not justified? Is it set up properly? Does it make sense at all? Is it fucking ruin the movie and make us hate the movie? So, hmm. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to do is the uh, the pride relevance of this movie is much more overt, and I figured we can kind of just talk about what that mm-hmm. theme is and how that sets this up, but then we can just talk about what the ending does and where we find fault or or justification for that ending. Uh, so really the, the relevance of this story is the two girls, uh, Marie and Alex, are seemingly long-term friends. It, it seems like they kind of establish a few times about how they've known each other for a long time and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but they are going to Alex's parents' house to spend the summer or a weekend or holiday or something. I forget what they said. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes clear pretty quickly that Marie wants to be more than just friends. And it's also pretty clear that Alex is not interested in being friends with her in that way. Right. Uh, basically, you know, Marie is into her and Alex is, is you know, not gay. She talks about guys and a boyfriend and, and, right. and married but men and stuff like Marie's- that. But also Marie's... Marie's not aware that Alex is gay. Or, I'm sorry, Alex is not aware that Marie is gay. Right, yeah, she... This is kind of like a one of those things that we're talking about how, you know, uh, Marie is a closet. She's still in the closet, so to speak. Right. She, but, you know, she has these feelings, and she makes these subtle hints that we're picking up on right. that Alex is just kind of like, you know, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, tan for this boyfriend I'm lingering after and, and mm-hmm. I'm going to do all these things. And, and uh, Marie's like, well, you're just a slut. You know, we like kind of like, but the yeah. Yeah. That she's looking at had sex. Yeah. But that yeah. She's right. a virgin as well. Very similar. Right. Funny enough, draw a very good comparison to the last movie. Mm-hmm. I made a joke about, oh, another Alex. So we've right, got an Alexia right. in both movies. But then again, like uh, she, they're in university. I think they're going just to the house to, to study for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was shorter and then, than the summer. Yeah, yeah, and, and but they are, uh, but yeah, they they get in this huge conversation uh, on the car ride, and yeah, these themes come out, and 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 uh, Alex is definitely she's seen a guy that has a girlfriend. We find out later on, and she's Brazilian, yeah. <laughs> right, right, and 
and Marie is definitely more, um, well, closeted and quote unquote innocent. Sure. Right. And, and they never right. really even say like, I mean, I, I suppose technically Marie would be considered gay if she's into her friend, but you know, it's never even like that she's interested in other girls or anything. It's, it's just specifically right. about, about this girl, Alex, that she's obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And that, that obsession ends up kind of becoming the driving force of what yes. happens throughout this entire movie, which is not really revealed until the end. So it gets kind of very very murky but I, I feel like there's not there's no sense that like if I mean maybe if she came out and said like Alex I, I love you or whatever she would she would reject that but yeah not, she would lose her as a friend I think yeah not know, that they, she would think... necessarily be judged for it but that it would right. definitely Alex hurt their friendship so she'd out. rather yeah she'd yeah. rather keep her close than push her away yes kind uh, of thing. that's 100% it that's it right mm -hmm. there like I'm um, here. Um, you know, we're gonna spend the weekend together. I'm just like can hang out, and yeah, she's obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. But Alex is in a different world. She's in the you know the 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 world of you know chasing boys or whatever, talking boys and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like she she made a couple mentions like you know you would you know you where did you disappear through that last party? You know you were making out with the guy and you know like so, so obviously Marie's you know studies every move because mm -hmm. again yeah she's she is completely obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. But and Marie has no clue, or yeah, Alex has no clue. But I, I don't know if it's no clue because there's that scene in the car. Maybe she's, I think she's blinded by the fact that she likes these guys and whatever. But there, mm -hmm. I find that there is a scene in the transition where suddenly, and, and it's an important transition as well, which we'll get into. I, I think mm -hmm. I'll have to come back to this later. But when they cut back to them in the car and it's now nighttime, sunset, nighttime, and now Marie is driving mm -hmm. and she keeps Ooh. glancing oh, yeah. over at Alex. Right. That's and, right. You, there's and that Alex moment. catches her, and it's Alex kind of catches her, and kind of seems to be like, "What? What is she doing? Like she yeah. seems to kind of be aware, but she's kind of pushing it aside. Like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. make a big deal about this. I'm not gonna mention it. Right. That, You're right. You're right. You know yeah, that she that's does what keep I your eyes from. on the road. Yeah. 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 That type of thing. And and Marie gets very like physically upset with all the talk about the boys and. And yes. everything earlier in the car, she when she's in the back seat, she grabs a cigarette, kind of throws herself back in the seat in a huff, and climbs yep. up. And then they they you know she wants to forget about it and have good times, and uh, they start singing the song, and 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 so there, we get this, and, and and whether you, I mean, I think it's pretty overt that you'll see it the first time, but you definitely mm -hmm. notice it upon rewatches as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. No question that you 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 start seeing a lot more of this. Uh, and it's funny that this movie was originally called Switchblade Romance. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that too, which I don't know what that... Yeah, I, I, I'm I, not... Like, high tension, really, at the end of the day, is all about the feeling of the movie. But yeah, it, sure. it, it fits yeah, yeah, the, the film, too. Mood, yeah. Switchblade Romance is a bizarre title. Yeah. And Switch, Switchblade, I guess, describing her personality? Mm-hmm. That's what I could think of. Or is that's that, all that know? really comes to my mind. Yeah. And, know, and, and the romance still being the trigger. Right, yeah. Well, it's a good thing they changed that name because that's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, because that would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is it is played to be a little bit more friendly and kind of uh, bashful and stuff. I mean, you, you even yes. get you even get some kind of playback with uh, Alex plays like the ditch prank on her when they're getting up to the house. And she's yeah, like, don't she stop, I heard something. And she, yeah. you know, she gets out and then she runs back to the car and is like pulling away and making Marie chase after her and stuff. So she's kind yeah. of even giving it back a little bit. So you could see where, 
I think Marie knows that it's not going to happen, but she's happy to just have that much. Be there. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, she's upset. She's keeping it safe. She's playing it safe at this point. Yeah. You know, she's just having fun. And maybe one day, maybe at, uh, on Sunday, you know, like when, mm-hmm. when there's some alcohol or whatever, maybe there's that, that, that thing in the back of her mind. Who knows? But um, she's because I because I feel. You know, after again, yeah, after watching it and then going immediately watching it again, mm-hmm. um, I feel like there was some point if if Alex um, pushed her away, mm-hmm. I think Marie would have gotten violent very fast. Okay. And I say that now early because there is some very you know there's some violence that goes on. I think that and I and and now that Christian said that, I think back. I go, okay, now maybe if Marie, I'm sorry, I keep getting the two mixed up um, because they both have opposite names in my head. But uh, Alex maybe has a hint of that maybe like you said maybe she knows she's just playing you know playing it safe playing it bashful like hey keep your eyes on the road stop looking at me i'm always bringing up the boys to let you know that i'm straight you know what i mean i I keep bringing these things up because i kind of want to make it clear that i'm not we're friends and it's almost like that you know i don't want to say something too much that's going to trigger somebody i'm gonna or set them off so there's that like again that (laughs) maybe a little bit of a tension there so and, and we don't see it from Alex's point of view, like, Marie right. might be a little more standoffish and kind of scary to her. Right. You know, if you if you were seeing it through Alex's eyes, that maybe she's right. almost kind of like, all right, well, I got to kind of play nice with her and not, you know, just right. kind of, Th- like you said, keep throwing yeah. out the thing about, like, oh, I have a boyfriend or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So Putting the signals out there, you know. Yeah, because we don't really know anything about Marie besides what we see from her point of view for the most part so yeah yeah, yeah. and a little bit uh of of not her point of view but uh so you know it was played a little bit more friendly and 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 playful at first but then Mm -hmm. they make it very clear at a certain point that she's into alex when she goes outside to smoke a cigarette and is watching alex take a shower through the biggest window i've ever seen in a shower in my (laughs) life yeah like i mean why is there a four foot by four foot window in the shower? Right. <laughs> what is going so, on? So that, that again, it's another important scene. Yes. As as things build, because she sees that extinguishes her cigarette, uh, we get that really ominous shot of of, of the the swing empty, right. mm-hmm. and then she's heading back into her room, right. uh, and she then proceeds to put on music and masturbate. Yes. In, right her friend's house uh i believe I, I refer to it in my notes as time for some reggae and a bean flick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we referred to it as flicking the bean i think dave referred to it and we kept using that term through the whole time we we're talking about the film when we talked about an exploding head <laughs> is that the name of the title of our episode flicking the bean <laughs> that should have been the name of the, t- the movie yeah as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I stand corrected. I, I again a side note, but I just I want to clarify. Supposedly, Hot Tension was the original title. Switchblade Romance was a new title, and I guess they smartly went back oh. to uh, High Tension or, or Hot oh, Tension okay. for for the release. Sorry, oh, as a side okay. note. Okay, <laughs> not a problem. All right, uh, but yeah, so that that's where they really <laughs> make it clear that she, you know, is watching her friend take a shower and then goes into. Mm-hmm. seemingly masturbate to the thought of watching that and so it's it's pretty mm-hmm. apparent that she's yeah. into her if if not yeah. all girls at least into alex and yeah. i think this is kind of a good place to transition into the other story of the movie because um you, you kind of realize that this 
this um, event is also in parallel with kind of the kickoff of the whole other story going mm-hmm. on, which is, from what we see, uh, a dirty old a big kind of mechanic looking guy comes to the house and starts killing people. Right. Brutally. Yeah. Yes. Very brutally. Which, um, yeah. so I guess just to kind of clarify where we're going with this is, you know, obviously the twist at the end is that the whole time it was Marie and I don't know whether this is, you know, a figment of her imagination or, or whatever, but that's kind of what yeah. I, f- I figure we can talk about is what what does this hallucination or figment of imagination or, or whatever, what what mm-hmm. does this mean? How did that happen? I, I see it as um, split personality. Okay. You know, this yeah. the, the, the killer right. of the movie is Marie, mm-hmm. and the vision of it is this big, you know, m- you know, mechanic-looking guy that that's very smart, very meticulous, and very, you know, uh, very obsessive of mm-hmm. women, kills only women, whatever, um, and the most vicious attacks. And then, then you see also in the same time you see Marie's character in the house trying to hide, you crying hysterically, like like you know, uh, uh, you know, concerned for her friends, concerned for the things going on, and. What you know, watching like other you know, like a split personality movies, you know, these things happen simultaneously in these people's heads sometimes, you know, and one is battling the other. So when we get later on in a film when they battle each other and it and you're like, okay, it's the same person, then it makes sense that these are split personalities fighting each other, and we're sure. just visually seeing it. You know what I mean? We're visually going through the motions to sell the sell the the motive and sell the uh, picture. You right. know, so. So that's how I looked at it. I don't know if it was a fig. It wasn't a figment. It was. It, I, that's what I'm saying because when we just said that Marie was outside on the swing, mm-hmm. she's outside, right? And then it cuts to the swing being empty. But now we see Marie back in the house, but she's not in the house. Maybe her other personality is there, mm-hmm. and she's actually, you know, morphed into this guy, and you know, or the the other personality came up, and that's again. I I look at it that way. I'm like, okay. This sure, has got to sure. be that struggle and that thing where it came. It's here because later on in the film, she says, you know, when she, when her personalities fight each other, she kills the the mechanic dude, the the killer in her, mm-hmm. and and goes to Alex and now we could be together. He's dead. He's dead. And all of a sudden, when Alex fights back, he comes back. You know what I mean? It's like he's not dead. He's he reemerged, mm-hmm. and that's that whole split personality thing. So sure, sure, and and I do see it like that as well. I do believe that. They um, they give enough hints, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't. I still think there's some sloppiness there. Yes. But I'm willing to forgive it because of how well the movie is paced. Yeah. And how frantic it is. That how brutal it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just again, how the the te- the movie title yes. uh, actually fits the movie perfectly. Because mm-hmm. when I saw Perfect. this movie the first time, I was on edge from beginning to end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I was and, too. I loved every minute. So I could see how some people then at the end would be like, well, this twist makes absolutely no sense and feel like it's a slap in the face. I, re- I remember Roger Ebert thought that. Tons mm-hmm. of horror fans thought that. Wow. But I thought it was super cool. And yeah, I've told too. the story, and I'll try to do the Cliff Notes version of it for you guys. That's okay. I yeah. actually, as I was watching this movie, I said, wouldn't it be cool if a movie like this played out and the person that we were following was the killer? As right. I was watching this movie the first time, so as I said before in a previous episode on Exploding Heads, that subconsciously this movie was working then because yeah. mm-hmm. that's exactly what this movie was. <laughs> right, right, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think there, there's enough. So 
again, the, the first thing is the very opening where are they recording? We see the the feet of somebody. They seem to be in, in hospital gowns mm-hmm. and it's panning up and she's whispering, I'll never let anybody come between us again. Right. I'll never mm-hmm. let anybody come between us again. And then there's a red light, a beep or whatever. Are we recording? So what we're getting right. is a rendition of a story. Mm-hmm. And we're right. getting a rendition of a story from a diseased mind. Right. Yes. Right. So that it could be explanation enough. But did uh, did Aja, the director, did he do enough from a cinematic standpoint to put enough clues out there? Sure. And, sure. and I'm I, and I'm on the fence. There are are some clues. I don't want to hog the whole conversation. So, so no, Paul, no, I'll let no, you sure. get into it as well. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I think you know, the, like right at the beginning too. There's the other thing where they're riding in the car and it starts out. I guess we don't even really know where we are at first but then it, it starts out where it's in marie's dream and then it comes out of her dream and then she describes her dream as that she was running away from someone but it was mm-hmm. herself that was chasing her right and then yeah. and alex says something about you know why can't you just have normal dreams or whatever and then <laughs> she said you know being like everyone else is a bore right so the, there's again like just a, a small thing where they're trying to set up this idea of She's running away from herself, which whether that's, you know, her sexual identity or the fact that she's a a psychopath that murders people or whatever it is that she's Mm -hmm. running away from. She's running away from something from herself and sees herself as a threat at the same time. Uh, I guess this builds through her rage, right? So the talk of the boys, the the disinterest in, not that she's doing advances on uh, um, Alex at all. Marie Marie just gets annoyed visibly annoyed by her talking about the boyfriends and the, the boy and this that, and the other right. thing. Uh, but that, that sort of like starting to unleash the rage, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we get a scene that is the transition scene, as I call it, that, that can be, it's a visual representation. So a cinematic representation of the switch starting to happen. And that's when we cut to the, the truck, the misfire here, I would say is showing uh, Marie's family, oh, sorry, Alex's family. Mm-hmm. Now I'm mixing them up. That's yeah, right. sorry. Family, <laughs> the mom, the mom, and the son playing as she's hanging up the clothes. That's the misfire because Alex wouldn't have known any of this stuff, and I don't think it was necessary. I think if we could cut if to it was the, telling the point from Alex, right? Okay. Yeah, because they they made it look too much like this was a real person that was actually stalking them, and I don't know if that was an attempt to like divert people and and throw them off, maybe. They didn't need to do that. But, though. Right. That guy could have easily showed up at the house later. But even that scene, uh, I as from a transition standpoint of of something starting to switch in her, like the evil sort of uh, mm-hmm. evolving within her, uh, is the scene of the guy in the truck getting head from a severed head. Right. Right. Throwing it out, the head is reminiscent, I guess, of 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 Alex. Sort of. It's not her, but it's kind of reminiscent of her features. Right. And right. Then the truck drives off. And then we cut back to the girls, and now Marie's in the driver's seat, mm-hmm. and uh, and so there's been a switch. Something's right. already happened. But I say the only misfire there, well, not the only misfire, they, that scene doesn't necessarily need to be there, but from a mm-hmm. transition, it works. I, that's how I can justify it. But they shouldn't have showed Alex's family. I think that was... Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the misfire of that scene. Well, yeah, you're right. She wouldn't have known what they look like or what the house looks like or anything. It could have just been a guy sitting in a truck on the side of the road somewhere. Exactly. 
Well, yeah, I, exactly. You're right. And and I think because um, this is what I did. I watched the movie. Right. And then after the whole twist, I went right back and I started watching it again. And this time I was fast forwarding to certain scenes and stuff and just to see if I could pick up on certain subtleties. And uh, the um, the scene that you mentioned, he, the, you know, the, the, the guy on the side of the road, that was, you know, he took off and all of a sudden, you know, we, we pan to Marie and she's in the driver's seat. And yeah, that was to me, it's like, okay, the, 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 the evil, whatever, it's, it's on its way. Mm-hmm. And Marie doesn't know this. The, like to me, like I said, I, I always go back to like the the head games that you know, like when you study split personalities and stuff. When it's on the mo, it's on the move. Maybe Marie doesn't know this, but yeah, going back to the showing Alex's family, if this is coming, if this was all said at Marie's point of view, like she's mm-hmm. the one doing the recording. Yeah, she. This is the first time she's met that family, and and she had no clue. Um, I would just, I mean, honestly, I would just chalk it up. That was that was for us. I don't think that was the story being moved forward on the narrative. I think that was just for us to, to I guess, showcase that this um, farm is at the, because it said Southern France under, underneath it when they were showing the family yeah. scene. Just to show us that it was an isolated area. This is somewhere where, you know, you're going to be stuck no matter what. And if something happens, you're, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's how I look at it that way. And but you're right. If you're if you're buying into the notion of that first opening scene of like, okay, cameras on, what's your story? You would want to make sure that you're you're keeping the narrative and the person that you're following, not jump mm-hmm. around and go like, how would this happen if she, you know, she doesn't even know these people? You know, right, uh, why right. would you show this? It could get a little bit confusing that way. Sure. Um, so maybe the movie just jumped around a little bit because, uh, yeah, you know what? You might be right. It might be a, a, a kind of a faux pas because we never get another scene like that without Marie in the scene. You know what I mean? We There's never never another scene without her, mm-hmm. you know? It, well, yeah. Or, or the, the proximity, yeah. I mean, right, right. It, right, right, right. And, and again, it, 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 I know why it's there, and it is to throw us off, but then that, that becomes sort of a cheat. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know, like... Mistake? No, he put it in there for a reason. But mm-hmm. mis- a mistake in the sense of it's it, it's not necessary, and it work. The movie works better without that. I, I don't correct, think the whole correct. scene doesn't have to be there because again, it, it, it's about that cinematic uh, expression mm-hmm. of right. of the evil uh, bubbling up, so to speak. Right. Like you said, you might not be aware of it yet, but there's been right. a switch. There's been a change. Mm-hmm. We, and, yeah. and, and, and again, she's still Marie. She's just taking control of the driver's seat right now. And we've come back to them. It's it, it's just a, a thing I noticed this time watching it. I'm like, that scene would have been better without any knowledge mm-hmm. of any showing of Alex's family. Sure. I agree with that. I, I absolutely agree. Because that kind of did throw me off a little bit. But I forgot completely about it as soon as, mm-hmm. the, as soon as the evil came to the house. I forgot all about it. But yeah. Sure. Well, and, and uh, you know, just for the sake of time, we're not going to run through like every kill scene and whatever. Right, right. Every time that... You know, after she she puts on the headphones and she starts getting down and then the truck <laughs> pulls back up and it's almost like, you know, she transports back into that place through, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the uh, the kernel action. She becomes an animal again or something. Yep. And, right. And uh, every time that the guy is doing something, she's always like just out of reach. Exactly. Of, uh, like he can't see her, but he knows that she's there. So it's. It's cleverly done where the first time you're seeing it, you don't really pick it up. And then the second time you watch it that you know to look for it, then you you really see how she's always just like one step ahead of him and knows mm-hmm. where to be standing to not be seen or not be heard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very mm-hmm. well done in, in that regard. Uh, where it does become a little bit weird is 
some of the stuff about like transporting the people and then like the truck becomes a real thing and so I'm like where did the truck actually mm -hmm. materialize from or how is she driving Alex to a different place but they keep showing and chasing the, the, herself at the same time <laughs> yeah the, the biggest argument the biggest argument uh, on the whole plot twist is that and the only way you can explain it is again this is in her mind it's, yes it's it's in her crazed story right she thinks she's chasing the killer but she's really driving alex she's like There's driving no alex's truck. car and then yeah exactly right, and, and, and exactly and at this point because there's really no truck right the truck is a figment of the imagination so everything right. and if you're not willing to let that go or suspend right. your disbelief you're going to have a lot of problem with the movie because yeah that, that's that is the, the whole third act or or, or, yeah. or second uh, second into third act right <laughs> yeah that's the hardest part is to to get over that because it's like they keep showing it that they're with the truck and people are seeing the truck but then yeah if it's just what she imagines that Alex's car is that truck. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough yeah, it's, because it, 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 it works. It almost works too good to a fault of like bringing right. you back into right. believing that what you're watching is real. And then, you know, knowing the prior knowledge and watching it and you have to keep pulling yourself back out of that and go like, no, no, this is bullshit. It's not really, nope, nope. It's not yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. guy. I'm like, oh, damn, he's going to get her. No, wait, he's not going to. It's the same person. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of fucks with what, you. Like, like I said, yeah, like I said, once I watched, it, I went back and I watched certain scenes and I watched how it played out. And mm -hmm. uh, the one one thing was like pretty adamant going back and see it and I can watch it is watch Alex the whole time. Every time Marie comes in there and Alex is gagged up, right? She's got the chains around her and, and whatever. And she's like, OK, there's, he can't know that I'm here and, he, you know, whatever is going on. Alex is fixated on Marie. Her eyes She's are terrified. wide open. She's terrified. Yeah. Yeah. She never looks off camera. Right. She never looks off like there's a killer downstairs. She's terrified of her. She, when, even when she gave her the knife, she was like sobbing. And there's a, all those hints like, you know, because obviously Alex knows she's killing everybody. She's, she's, she's nuts um, mm -hmm. because that's what's happening. But us as viewers, we don't know this yet, right? And, and, now that like I said, I went back and I looked like, oh man, that's it's all here, it's all here. So, mm -hmm. um, but the one continuity thing I had, it, not not an issue, it was just kind of confusing. Was the gas station scene when she when supposedly the killer drove up to the you know the the we're in the mindset of the burly man now, and he goes up to the gas thing and he walks into um, where Marie escaped into the convenience store with the gas station, and then the man walks in and he's having a conversation with the clerk Jimmy right. and. No, okay, so that whole thing plays out, and the man kills Jimmy, and she whatever, and she—that's when um, the two stalk each, or um, he starts stalking Marie. Now, my whole thing is like, okay, replay that back on actuality. What would happen? And it's like we didn't get that version. Why would you know, uh, killing Jimmy in the first place? The man saying, "Jimmy, what were you looking at?" You know what I mean? There was like a few things like you kind of replay it back. Okay, we saw what was going on in Marie's head. But what would actually what what did transpire? Because the video camera showed him getting a drink, and then her. This is the reveal of when we actually saw Marie was the killer, and, right. and she kills him with the axe. So like replaying that that whole convenience store scene in like I guess real time and what actually happened. Uh, I had a hard time kind of just playing the back of my head. So I just you know I, I I'm still I, I'm still fresh in this in this movie, yeah, yeah. so I might have to well, explain that, it more. That's but. another one of those ones where it it's done so well that you forget that that's what mm -hmm. actually happened. Cause like you said, you're like, well, what was her actual interaction with the store clerk then? 
Right. And uh, yeah. that was, it a was bit something... of a, another logic gap, possibly. Yeah. I know. Well, I was yeah. just thinking about how, like, well, why would she kill that guy for no reason? Because right. it seemed like everyone else she at least felt were someone between her and Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's like, well, maybe... Again, this is all know, playing on she her was head, all fucked, so... Well, maybe she was all fucked up, and then the guy was like, I'm going to mm -hmm. call the police or call an ambulance because you're bleeding and you're whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, no, you're not. But I guess then why would he be going to get her a bottle out of the thing? So maybe she's just That's crazy and she killed exactly. him. Well, I mean, it, Should she, be. she's the one that called the police on herself then, truthfully. So sure. the reality right. is that maybe she did go in and start hiding and then going up and then saying, hey, Jimmy, or whatever he, he started calling her. And then mm -hmm. she, he noticed the blood on her hands or whatever it may be. Yeah. Maybe there's truths there. That might have not been a bad thing that somehow if they could have come back and played around with it, mm -hmm. you know, when, you know, when movies go back and then they give you that reverse yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is what really happened. Cause what we get is just the, the, the cops reviewing the, the security tapes, which is weird because that would be another scene, Marco, that we don't have Marie part of, right? Because that's the switch of that's the reveal mm -hmm. of them watching the tape to find out that it's her. That's the killer. Right. Exactly. It, it, that's it's fucking great. Yeah. However, yeah. There, there is that the the, the I this guess is the storytelling anymore. It's now the storytelling it's storytelling shift. Back. Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And always um, going back and forth and, and and explaining these scenes and how how can we follow Marie and follow the guy at the same time and 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 always like okay, what every interaction somebody has with Marie, I think that's the personality that we're seeing. So if it's the killer dude, that's who we're following, and Marie might be just be in the mind somewhere running around that the killer is aware of you know what i mean so in, mm -hmm. in actuality she's not in the bathroom mm -hmm. in actuality she's not hiding in the clerk you know, he, this is just what's going on in the in the mind so he she could be sitting there talking to jimmy the whole time being fidgety and have blood on his fingers and giving uh you know jimmy kind of a, a you know a sense of urgency or something's something's wrong but then in the mind she you know marie's hiding in the back because it's like that whole you know the two personalities coming in and out of of consciousness i guess you know or mm -hmm. at the same time fighting each other so it's a it's a just a great movie to talk about first off but yeah um i guess that would be the second scene the the cop reviewing the tape that is it the the you're taken out of the out of the element now and now it's told sure. from a different different source yeah, yeah. Well, if they so. could have somehow showed a flashback of that scene or maybe there was some Video footage had sound or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how much time they want to dedicate to this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it might just pull you out of the movie. But the reality would have been like, what if we had some fucking freak out scene where she's talking in two voices or uh, almost like two mm. characters? We just see a bit split second of it right before she goes, uh, like, and then she gets Jimmy with the axe, so that we right, get a right. taste that she was both characters there. Like she's hiding, but then she comes up and she starts talking. Give me that bottle, Jimmy. And then right. or, or whatever. And then he goes, whatever. And then there's yeah. some sort of explanation for the car. Uh, they don't give you these. So it is a cinematic cheat. Yeah. To give you the, the one, two punch. Oh, the great course, thing yeah. about it is everything leading up to it. As I've, I've said, and I'm being repetitious here is phenomenal. And the one, two punch is great. If you mm -hmm. could accept some of these logic gaps. Yes. And yes. And I have, mm -hmm. and I've, I've watched oh, it numerous yeah. times. But yeah, and like, it, like either you're gonna get frustrated as hell, or or you're gonna be like, well, nope, this this works, and I can mm -hmm. rationalize it because of this and that. Right, yeah, right. I, me personally, I didn't get frustrated at all. I, I got I love hearing that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I actually was like, how oh, this is awesome. Like even the reveal, and even like those things that we struggled to kind of like put two two together. I just was like, this was amazing because again, I I this is 
such a jumbled movie that it doesn't have to make sense what's going on in Marie's mind. You know what I mean? It's just what was going on. She's obviously messed up. Sure. You know? And I also um I yeah. I have it written down that she was actually the one that did call the cops. So Yeah, because, because the to, remember to the, me Marie is good. Well in, you know? in her mind, uh, she saw the killer put the yes. axe in Jimmy, take the bottle, see that his truck like get Correct. back in his truck and then take off. Yes. And then she was left there, so she tried to call the police and said, like, Hey, my friend has been kidnapped and he's in this old truck and whatever and the cops were yeah. very dismissive and they're like, Yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they ended up showing That's up what it and, is. and finding yeah, all that chaos sees- there, so yeah, she's seeing the killer. She's seeing all these these things that are happening. Um, she's worried about her friend, right? Because at that scene when you know the her and the guy fight, like you know when the when Marie and she's fighting herself now, right? Uh, we we get this now, but when she kills the burly man, and he, I think he has a name in the in the credits, but I don't remember. But uh, he she kills him. She runs to Alex, that's tied up, and Alex is like just freaking out. I mean eyes wide again scared to death of marie yes and you get that sense that she's unlocking all the the chains that alex has and what she's saying is you know i killed him i killed him now we can be together i love you we can be together yeah because i've killed him i've saved you and then when alex kind of turns on her like kind of (laughs) the killer the the man comes back you know the old the burly man is back now because she's like get away from your crazy bitch yeah exactly so that's that. That's that <laughs> whole thing. That you know, I, I'm telling you, I absolutely love this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm such I'm a so sucker, glad man. To hear I, this. Yeah, no. I'm such a sucker. Yeah. I love everything, but these kind of films that are just done so well. Sure. And and it makes you want. It makes you sit there and talk about it. Like I, I I'm also because of, like, just like Cannibals, I'm a sucker for like split personality movies. You know, uh, I love those. I love that movie, Raising Cain. You know, I love that, you know, with John Lithgow, th- there was, there's just something about that mystery behind it and how, um, or split, check out, you know, like split, you know, there was like all these, you know, personalities that one thinks is real or he went out to dinner and, and the mind knows that he, this personality went out to dinner, but meantime, you're sitting there and, you know, one is being a motherly or one's a killer, one's a, you know, a shy kid. Mm-hmm. But all those things, it just kind of sits there, and everything made sense. As soon as that reveal was happened to me, I was like, "This makes sense. Everything makes sense. This is awesome." And then she ran to Alex, unchained her. Alex was like, "Get away from me!" You know, and flipping out, and that was it. And I, and Emery couldn't was kind of confused, sure, and sure. then started getting violent towards her. And that's when the man came back. You've no longer saw Marie again. The man with all the wounds that he just got mm-hmm. in her mind was back chasing Alex the killer now. Right. You know. Uh, uh, yes, I I love it. I love this film. Oh, sure, Mark. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm so glad to hear that. And I think the reason you love it is the same reason I loved it and mm-hmm. still love it. And that is the and that's because it's fun. Even if you take that twist out, yeah, it oh, is a yeah. thrill ride all the way through. Yes, as I said, tense, 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 gory, uh, frantic. And then I think they just said, you know what? Let, let, this is where we're leading up to. They probably then said, let's put this twist in and then we're going to go back and we're going to re, mm. you know, maybe fine tune the characters a little bit. And so yeah, because it could be a standalone twist. movie as is. You're right. And, and you know been. what? That, that, and that, that's fine to me because it's almost like they're saying we want to award the audience more. I don't think they were trying to sucker punch the audience. I think no. they wanted to award them and say, and what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. And, and I think 
overwhelmingly a, lo a few a lot more people have accepted it mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. opposed to denounced it but there are some that yeah. just said you know watch the first 75 minutes 80 minutes and then turn it off and call oh. it a day so they just but wanted no. like a home invasion slasher film and then th that's it every you know uh because again that's kind of like to me i appreciated the ending because of it was it it was different it was trying to do something very creative and different not just like end mm. credits uh you know uh marie saves alex you know they had those those things that were all kind of like you know like you know marie loved her anyway and alex was doing her thing and her family just got murdered and then they you know now they're kind of like go off at this this tragic thing happened it's like being this because it's more innocent the other not innocent like um more scary and more dangerous that you invited someone into your home and and marie doesn't look like she can kill a fly right she's like you know i mean she's tough but at the same time she's trusting you you made friends with her this whole time you mm -hmm. invite her in the house and she kills everybody and now she's madly in love with you you know uh, obsessed to a point where she'll kill you if no like i can't if i can't have you no one else can kind of deal that just makes more sense and i and and like when you tell when you say like people want to say watch the first 75 and then walk away i'm like no that's where the movie was like every other movie out there you know yeah. mm -hmm. how do you be different well or, made well made yeah. and, and, and intense but you're right yes. that's that's the that's the the payoff that's yes. the payoff uh -huh. I, yeah. I, i've read people saying that they they said maybe she didn't kill anybody but they do do the flashbacks yes of, they do of her actually killing the family yeah, yeah. And, that, and that right there was cool because again you're uh, man it, it was it was cool and and um in in you know when i was watching this, i heard everybody talking about this movie like you know, like paul was like go watch this watch this and everything we're gonna do a review and i and i finally found i, I went to amazon prime i think and and um yeah for, and rented off there and uh watched it and everything and uh i was like okay there's got to be more than just a you know just a violent movie you know what i mean like it, you're right it's done very well that that part of the movie is done great and that could be a standalone movie you could take that on a shelf put it with all the other ones um but there's got to be something else. Why are people raving about the movie in the sense of well, the, the positive stuff that I'm hearing? You know, wait until you see the twist. Wait until you see what is actually going on. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. This is awesome. Mm, sure, sure. Yeah, the, when you said they went back and showed her killing the family, it actually answered one of the questions I had, too. Because in her vision, she shows the killer, like, drags this heavy-ass dresser over and then, and then mm -hmm. uses that to basically knock the dad's head off. <laughs> yeah. but, then, yep. but then they show when she's trying to hide that she could barely move the dresser in her room because it's too heavy for her. Right. So I'm like, well, right. how would he be killed with the dresser when she could barely move a dresser? But then in the flashback, they showed that she just fucking straight up kicked him in the head and there was no dresser and it like fucking smashed his head that way. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that answers the question. Well, she, she kicked his head through the post so he couldn't move, but I, th I thought that she still moved the dresser. I'm not sure. But no, I thought um, in the flashback uh, she just kicked him in the head. Oh, okay. It was like super quick on. that they showed it, but I caught it like the last yeah, yeah, time yeah. that I watched it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that answers how she can move. The, she couldn't move yeah. the dresser, but then could still kill him kind of in the same way. Uh, yeah, you'll have to double check me on that, but I, I could have swore I wrote it down. So. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're stumping me now, too, and I've seen this movie <laughs> a ton. Yeah. And I, yeah I, I, I'm I, second guessing myself. I'm like, I, oh, I th but yeah, I'll have to double check that now. Or yeah, but again, I, I again, I like, I, I buy into mm. it. If she couldn't move the dresser upstairs, and you're, and that's like sitting there, and all because she's a little bit weak, she can't do this. And all of a sudden, yeah, why did she move this big piece of furniture downstairs, uh, hard enough to rip the the dad's head off? Right. And I'm like, well, I mean, in her mind, she's this powerhouse of a man that could do that. 
you sure, know, physically. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. you could trick, you know, you could physically do things if you, you know, you put your mind in that state of it. Just like, yeah. like I said, watch that movie Split. You know, he, he was the beast at the end and he did uh, superhuman stuff. And mm-hmm. he's the same guy, you know, that uh, was a little kid too at the same time. Yeah. And if uh, the mindset was she could push that furniture heavy enough, but upstairs when she was Marie, she couldn't. Right, you know? right. So, uh, well, let's just kind of cover the, the final way that this really ends mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, see if there's any more kind of meaning or maybe not meaning that we think about this. Mm-hmm. But uh, so after she switched back into the guy, then she goes back to the truck and she gets this giant concrete saw thing <laughs> and fucking great. Um, I don't, did you guys catch that when Alex flags the car down and she gets in the car with the guy and then, you know, Marie kills the guy through the windshield? That was actually yeah. the car from in the beginning in her dream. It was like the same guy in the same car as her dream in the very beginning that she was having where she was yes. chasing herself and flagged down the car. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I thought it was kind of cool when I when I picked up on that. I was like, oh, shit, that was the same thing from her dream. It was like yeah. kind of this weird cyclical thing where she was coming back around to that. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, she kills that guy because obviously he's trying to take Alex away from her too. Right, And then right. Alex gets out and she basically forces Alex to say that that she loves her mm-hmm. and so Alex says you know that, that she loves her and then when Marie goes to kiss her then Alex actually stabs her and, yeah. and killed her well not killed her but well supposedly killed yeah, her yeah yeah we yeah. thought that she yeah. died yeah and so then they had I think they pretty much just cut right from that to when she was in the hospital like we saw at the beginning we see that it was yeah. Marie in the hospital and she just kept repeating the the same line that we heard in the beginning about that won't let anyone mm-hmm. come between us yep uh so you know that's where they really make it completely clear this whole thing was about alex and killing anyone that came in between her yeah and, and her friend and and that it was you know this um i don't want to say forbidden romance but this this romance that she couldn't have and that pushed her over the edge that she pent it up for so long or i'm not sure wh- yeah. you know, where that came from uh, do you, it's, do, yeah. Christian, do you have any kind of ideas about, like, you know, was she already crazy and then this just kind of doubled down on it? Did she, uh, you know, hold back for so long that something got set off in her? Or I, I, I always go with that it's always been with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, But this fixation, something about Alex is what, what drew it out of her right right uh i don't know if she's had a rampage before or anything and i and when we were when we were kind of talking before we started recording tonight i i said you know some might even view this as anti-gay just and the reason i say that is only because of the fact that it's like this her her sexual frustration uh like actually manifests itself into this rampaging evil sure mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. so i mean i don't think that's what they intended right but I mean, it, I mean, it possibly could be viewed that way, unfortunately. But I mean, uh, and again, I everything I've read, I don't, I don't believe the filmmakers ever went into that. They actually right. seem to stay stray away from labeling it gay or or, or anything else. Like they just said that uh, it was a fixation. I think they just right. talked about a fixation. Sure, sure. Well, and they yeah, they obviously tread is, into uh, a little bit of sexual water with some of the stuff that we see within the yeah. movie itself, but. Yeah, they never, I mean, you know, she says that I love you and all that kind of stuff, but she kisses her at the end before she stabs her. Uh, so th- there's definitely the implication, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think that that was the intention from what you see mm. in the movie, but it is kind of an interesting thought of like, 
you know, was it just that or, I mean, I guess you've seen it done with, you know, quote unquote straight people, as much as you can call a straight person that becomes obsessed with someone and then starts fucking killing people because of that. So, yeah, it's, it's the theme of if I can't have you, no one else can. Right, right. You know. So and, and it works. Mm-hmm. What about if they? What about at the end? What if they put one little line in there, saying, do you, "Like t- since um, Alex is visiting her, and that whole two-way mirror thing, which is a creepy way to end the film." Yeah. But yeah. And the music in this movie, by the way, is fantastic. Uh, yes. We can get back to that as well. But what if the the inspector said, "Hey, do you know like a a Mark Daniel or whatever?" And it happens to be like the girl that the guy that she was dating. Mm-hmm. And he he was found dead. Oh, then we would know. Yeah. Then we would know that. Th- I don't know if that takes away from the movie or adds another layer because you could look at it both ways. That this evil did pre-exist, and, and no one will yes. ever truly yeah, get yeah. between them again uh, because mm-hmm. she's eliminated anything, any threat that she saw that previously previously existed, and her whole sure. idea of yeah. going to this house then was to maybe eliminate the family. You don't really get that sure, from this movie sure. because, yeah. of course, we're setting it up as a as a film, and then those revelations come in really as the yeah, yeah, like yeah. we said as the final twist. So yes, but yeah, to play on that to play on that, I think that um, this wasn't Marie's first victim, in my in my opinion, because in the in the shot where she's driving the van and he cut Alex's picture out. He put it with a whole bunch of other female faces that he had on on the on or Marie. Well, I say he's yeah, the same yeah. person, but on the dash, and I was oh, like, yeah. okay, you know, there was a lot more victims True. out there, you know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I kind manif- of pondered that too. Like, yeah, so I'm thinking that was just Marie's. You know, she went to she was in school or whatever, and uh, she met Alex, and Alex fit the profile of her type. This is my type of woman because they all kind of had almost same features, you know, big lips. Uh, or full lips, uh, you know, um, bl- uh, brunettes, you know what I mean? That kind of, that thing. And they all kind of had the same kind of characteristics. And uh, when mm-hmm. she put Alex's picture with the others, I'm like, okay, um, this has happened before. And that and you're right. If they had mentioned that little snippet before, we're like, you know, yeah, the, the boyfriend was found dead. And maybe that's why Alex came back. Because, you know, at the end of the film, Marie is all scarred up and, and healed over, though. But in in the insane asylum or mental war, wherever she's at, um, so there is some time that passed. So why would uh, Alex be going back there? You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that is a interesting twist because I I also thought that you could just say that all those pictures were what Marie's uh, like manifestation of this character mm. would be mm-hmm. this this serial killer that would have you know dark haired women as his victim or something. Yeah. Because you know, obviously, this character is a fictional thing that she's kind of making up in her own her own headspace to, right, uh, sort of detach from what she's actually doing. So, so yeah, it, it could go either way with that for sure. Um, That's why possible. movies work, man. They did, when they, did when s- they could put a movie out there, it's and it they, works like that, and you can ask those questions. It's right. Yeah. They did sort of make it sound like they had been friends for a couple of years, but it's, mm-hmm. it's always kind of hard to tell because they just kind of throw a few oh, sure. throwaway lines that you kind of pick up and say like oh they've been friends for maybe a year or three years or something like that so it's yeah 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 and well, from school so that's why she's never been her family maybe because right uh, i mean she just say it was it was it was very nice to finally meet your family yeah and the, right. the family had only been living there for like six months and they didn't speak very good french or something she had said at yeah. one point too yeah. so yeah it was it was definitely something about that she had known her for a while but yeah it could have only been a year or less so 
Sure, sure. So, yeah, that'd be kind of cool that she was like a, an actual serial killer. Yeah. Maybe Imagine it, a prequel. Yeah, a I prequel was going to say might be more one note, but, but they could start seeing the development of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this monster and then the fixation onto Alexia and right. and possibly even end with the murder of that boyfriend. Right. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then right. it ends with them driving in the car. Right. Yeah. Yep. Even school driving in the car. Yep, yep. <laughs> we'll call it Switchblade Romance. <laughs> 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 yeah. Seems like a logical prequel. Yeah. You're right, right. They're like n- not quite as high tension. Yeah. <laughs> slightly lower tension. Moderate M- tension. Middling tension. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, why don't we give our ratings on this one here? Cool. And then we'll get the hell out of here. Well, I'll go first, okay. I guess. Sure. Uh, sure. I have this rated as a 10 out of 10 on my IMDb. However, mm-hmm. that's because they don't allow half ratings. So ah. I, I've stuck to my guns, and I, I believe that uh, although I, I, I love this film, I do find that there's a little bit, uh, uh, I take a little bit of issue. I think it's mm-hmm. presented well enough, but I'm, I'm sticking with my 9.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Mm, very good. Very good. Perfect. Uh, uh, go yeah. ahead, Marco. I'm, at, I'm, I'm the same man. I'm nine and a half. For and I've just watched this movie like mm-hmm. this week, so and and in I don't think it'll go down after after more watches, after analyze even after this talk, mm-hmm. it's actually I want to make it a ten. I do, um, and I do have tens in my in my list. I have you know stuff that's just that it's still new to me, right? Like uh, like Paul says, you know, we always have to have these kind of uh, you know let watch it again, let it sink in and really analyze it and watch it again and then before you give it like a rating like that but i'm at i'm at a nine and a half man i am high on this movie right now um because it's just i for i love the last 15 minutes of the movie i thought it made the movie you know especially with that reveal it's just Mm -hmm. like holy shit this is awesome and i was i was absolutely on the edge of my seat the whole time and going back and watching it again and watching certain scenes and picking up those those little you know quirks here and there and the main thing to me, to people that I want to tell people that if they still don't buy into it, just watch Alex's reaction every time Marie comes into the room after she's been kidnapped or bound. Just watch that and then start headcanning and putting it two and two together what Marie is doing the whole time. It makes perfect sense and it makes mm-hmm. that, again, that scare factor even, you know, tenfold. You know what I mean? So, sure. again, the French have nailed it again. The yeah. acting Indeed. was amazing. I thought the actress that played Marie, um, I don't, I'm not even going to attempt the name, but I thought she was amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Um, and the music was great too. You mentioned the music. Sure, sure. Uh, damn, dude. It, it's just cool. It just, it just took me back to those, those movies about, you know, real gritty. The, the mm-hmm. gore scenes are very violent. You know, this wasn't just a stab, move along, stab, move along. This was like sadistic cutting off limbs movie. You know, shooting a, a boy, you know, running in the cornfield, a, a, a kid, and dog killing a killed. dog. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. I know. I na- I'm going to name my next dog yeah. Hendrix. I really am. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the dog got killed. So, yeah, it was just. It was like the, a trade off. killer in this. I was mad that they were that they killed the dog, but then happy they killed the kid. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, you won me back, movie. You won me back. <laughs> you won me back. Bash yeah. <laughs> oh, your cat shit. over the head. Ten and yeah. ten. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, nine and a half. I'm with you. I'm I'm there. Nice. Yeah, if they would have thrown a cat at the wall and then it stuck to the wall <laughs> like in reanimator, that'd be perfect. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so I was actually I came up a little bit from uh, from talking about this with you guys. I hmm. was at an eight and a half, and I'm gonna actually come up to a nine on this. Nice. I was struggling a little bit with some of the connective tissue of some of these things, like with the the truck and some of the timeline stuff. But then from talking it through with you guys and really sorting out what some of these things actually mean, and then you go, oh yeah, okay, like I. Like mm-hmm. I kept saying, you bring yourself back into what's really going on, and not, and it, it's almost like I said, it does it to a fault. It's it's right. it's done so well to a fault, and maybe some of it is not even on purpose. Like you know, Christian said that some of it might just be lazy stuff where they left some things in there to make it too obvious sure. to throw you off, and then that's actually throwing you off. So, but yeah, I, right. I like it a lot. The first time I saw it was pretty good, and then you know, I think I've watched it three or four times now, and and had a chance to pick it apart a little bit more and absorb everything and kind of put the pieces into their proper places and so i definitely love it and i think the the funny thing is that you know i I brought this to the table because of being pride month and Mm -hmm. there's obviously this theme in here of somebody that's that's holding back on something because they don't want to be judged for it or or have it affect their lives and you know, this movie was made 15 years ago, and it's still relevant now. And that's kind of what we talked about at the beginning. That yeah, the, yeah. there has been change, but it's not like it's it's not overnight. It, it's still right. growing slowly, and there's still people that struggle with this same problem and the same sort of, uh, I, I guess you know, shame and and regret and remorse trying to blend in. Uh, the, like the one thing that I didn't mention in Raw that I had meant to was the whole story with the nurse about the girl that was overweight and they came in and all the other nurses were like fat shaming her and stuff and it's right she said you know why didn't she complain well she just didn't want to be different or stick out and i think that's what you see with a lot of these things whether it's you know an overweight person a self-conscious person a gay person a trans person Mm -hmm. is is not wanting to stick out and wanting to just like oh i'm just gonna let it roll off and go away and and I don't want to be a bother to anyone. I don't want to stick out. I don't want to be noticed. I don't want extra attention. I don't want to affect my life in a negative way. Sure. Things are good enough, you know? And so... Yeah. And, and to see this 15 years ago was like a huge theme in this movie. And there probably wasn't a ton of movies that were tackling it so on the nose back then. But, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing for even back then that it's still super relevant now. But it's also kind of sad that it's still super relevant now. So... Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I sure I love enough, it, and yeah. it's this this one I feel like even more than Raw is is such a rewatchable movie because you just grab a different little piece every time or you come up with a new theory like the thing about the the girls' faces is this a, a serial mm-hmm. killer is this an imagination thing like it's you know you can kind of retell the story in a different way almost a, a choose your own adventure if you will yeah a choose your own level of tension <laughs> right or as I no matter what page you go you turn to you're gonna die yeah. <laughs> How, how much tension would you like to receive? Yeah. <laughs> highest tension. Yes. High, the highest. That'll possible. be the sequel. <laughs> where Alex becomes now the crazy person that kills. Yes. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, why don't we take a little break here and then we'll come back and we'll uh, say goodbyes and plug our shows and, cool. and uh, be done with this. When I was in the third grade, I thought that I was gay Cause I could draw, my uncle was and I kept my room straight I told my mom, tears rushing down my face She's like, Ben, you've loved girls since before pre-K Trippin' 
Yeah, I guess she had a point, didn't she? Bunch of stereotypes all in my head. I remember doing the math, like, yeah, I'm good at Little League. A preconceived idea of what it all meant. But those that like the same sex have the characteristics. The right-wing conservatives think it's a decision. And you can be cured with some treatment and religion. Man-made rewiring of a predisposition playing God. Oh, nah, here we go. America the brave still fears what we don't know. And God loves all his children. It's somehow forgotten, but we paraphrase a book written 3,500 years ago. I don't know. And I can't change. Even if I tried. Even if I wanted to. I would think hip-hop hates me Have you read the YouTube comments lately? Man, that's gay Gets dropped on the daily We become so numb to what we're saying A culture founded from oppression Yeah, we don't have acceptance for them Call each other faggots behind the keys of a message board A word rooted in hate Yet our genre still ignores it Gay is synonymous with the lesser It's the same hate that's caused wars from religion Gender to skin color, the complexion of your pigment The same fight that led people to walkouts and sit-ins It's human rights for everybody, there is no difference Live on and be yourself When I was at church, they taught me something else If you preach hate at the service, those words aren't anointed That holy water that you soak in has been poisoned When everyone else is more comfortable remaining voiceless Rather than fighting for humans that have had their rights stolen I might not be the same, but that's not important No freedom till we're equal Damn right, I support it. With the veil over our eyes, we turn our back on the cause Till the day that my uncles can be united by law When kids aren't walking around the hallway Plagued by pain in their heart A world so hateful, some would rather die than be who they are And a certificate on paper isn't gonna solve it all But it's a damn good place to start No law is gonna change us We have to change us Whatever God you believe in, we come from the same one Strip away the fear, underneath it's all the same love About time that we raised up Okay, and we're back to wrap up the show. Uh, once again, we just want to say thanks to Christian for coming on to talk about these yes. movies, which I think, you know, I, kn- I know you're a fan of the uh, the, f- 
the French ex extreme horror movement from kind of the early to mid 2000s and now I, I feel like Raw is kind of carrying into that tradition in a new way so mm -hmm. I think it was nice to have your perspective on the the movies for this and just about the uh, the topical stuff because obviously we all don't have the personal experience but we all come from different areas and different lives and sure. know and see different things so that's always good to have multiple perspectives. Well, I, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. This is a lot of fun. I'm, I, am I the only guy to return? I know I was on a Friends friends Till the End, so I don't know if that's an official episode. But <laughs> I've been on two shows now. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm like a regular. Technically. You are. <laughs> technically, uh, Bo Ransdell was on two shows. Oh, yeah. But that was because they were Bo. kind of connected. So he, he got in the second time by default because we, we reviewed the movie and then we interviewed the guy whose movie we reviewed so we had Bo come back with us for that one so but yeah. uh, Bo wins Bo's a good guy <laughs> yeah yeah but but no I guys yes. I, I, it was a lot of fun I appreciate it, Marco it's great to actually be on a show with you and uh, cool man the last time it was easy to make fun of you because you weren't there to defend yourself <laughs> exactly it's always easy yeah. that's cool yeah yeah no <laughs> I, I I'm taking notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> right uh, so, yeah, before we go, I guess, you know, just to let everyone know uh, what you have coming up and going on, where to keep up with, with you and your shows. Yeah, okay, yeah, great. I, as Paul said at the beginning of the show, you can find me. I do uh, two other podcasts, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, which is on the Horophilia Network. It's on iTunes. We have a Facebook group page for that. And also TGIF 13. Thank God it's Friday the 13th mm -hmm. again on Horophilia on iTunes and there's a group page for that as well uh, if you're interested check them out yeah you guys have a pretty a pretty large and interactive group page for exploding heads too so I know I can't even keep up with all the stuff that goes on in that mm -hmm. one I think it's become more just horror, generic not generic but general horror related yes as well as the podcast yeah, yeah. we're trying to avoid that funny enough not that we want like maybe avoids the wrong term but I mean we wanted to make it more central and, and focused on the podcast yes, yeah but of course we love when people chime in mm -hmm. and give their thoughts and theories on movies and whatever that's what it's all about yep. it's a community sure so yep. you want to arbor and support that Ye as well yes yeah exactly it, it doesn't get big without having a lot of opinions involved right so. yeah. <laughs> if you're like no one can Mine's post the only anything one that counts. <laughs> yeah if, if you don't let people post anything in the group then no one will try to post anything <laughs> in the group it. it's so, not much yeah. of a group though, yeah right? yeah right <laughs> exactly it's like you're just asking for followers and Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to be the leader of a large group of people telling them what to do, right? <laughs> I'm not Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> or a cult leader. <laughs> not yet. It's, it's on my bucket list. That's but, the... Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. I well, think about it That's constantly. Dave Z's thing, right? He's the uh, cult leader. The cult of Z. That's yeah. right. Dave's got a cult following. Nice. The cult of Z. Uh, cool. So... Yeah, we'll definitely keep up with you there. We'll link all your shows and stuff. And yeah. uh, Marco, let everyone know where to keep up with you. Yes, yes sir. Again, Christian, thank you very much for coming on, dude. Was, this was fun. And uh, I'm a big fan of your guys, so your, your podcast and everything. So um, you guys, you could find me lurking around all the Who Will Survive Instagrams and Facebooks and everything. And I try to, you know, post. I, I, I always, I think I end every show as I, I say I'm going to promise to post more. So. I'll just keep that tradition going. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, also, if you anybody is a fan of Star Wars, you can also find me on the Sarlacc Digest podcast. That's S-A-R-L-A-C-C. -C. Uh, that's a bi-weekly show talking Star Wars um, on 
our we have a SoundCloud, iTunes. We're also on the Raw Live and Edited Podcast Network. So drop us a line um, and geek out with us. Perfect. Sounds good. Uh, and it's fitting too because it's bi-weekly, right? Yes. <laughs> it doesn't have to choose. Have to, it can it can be whichever week it wants to be. I'm gonna throw those subliminal messages the next time we record. We, we do that in two days, so definitely. All right, and then uh, we at and the Will Survive podcast here. We don't know what we have coming up after this episode, so you're just gonna have to follow <laughs> us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I literally don't have anything planned. It's kind of just whatever pops up, but I'm sure we'll think of something fun. Yeah. And until then, we will uh, see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. that whole thing with the my grandfather's axe at the beginning of John dies mm-hmm. at the end like I I totally pretended like I knew what he was talking about and I had heard that shit before like, <laughs> I never heard that shit before <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was faking it I'm like this is why I brought him in because I don't know anything like that <laughs> that's great because I totally bought that you knew exactly that's why I just let let Paul talk he knows what yeah he's <laughs> oh I'm like, I had no Mr. Idea. Watson's a wealth of information holy smoke a very divisive one either people are like this movie fucking rules or they're like fuck that movie and it's, wow. it's always fuck that movie because of the plot twist yeah it's always like, really because of that yeah yeah they're like i the appreciated it a lot more because of the twat plot twist yeah <laughs>